and welcome back to another episode of The Third Power, episode number 71. In fact, as always, I am Anthony Avatola, and I am here with my ever-joyous, ever... Uh, oh, 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 uh, well, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, not bubbly, but effervescent. Yeah, I was going to say, remember... <laughs> Usman Jamil. I mean, I think I'm pretty joyful. It's just usually I'm like, hey. <laughs> so I like uh, death metal. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. Oh, boy. I can't stop thinking about it right now. <laughs> I'm going to do my death screen. <laughs> Raw. It would be awesome. Was just like, there you go. Hey. <laughs> Hey, how y'all doing? So we are back for some Dominaria talk, some hot Dominaria action. It's a uh, is that isn't that what S and M people are into? Uh, they call them a Dominaria tricks. Uh, yeah. Boom. Yeah. I haven't heard that one before, actually. Dominaria tricks. I, I, me either. I just came up with that awful. Oh, so, nice. uh, so yeah, so we're back. We're going to talk about the uh, some new borders and some new card types and some new super types and some uh, some neato cards and some music and wherever else we're going to go. About, uh, about where we usually go on these episodes. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure a cat will get mentioned at some point or another. Oh, for sure. Um, there'll be some, uh, you know, you know, maybe some. Uh, Hot uh, electronic music talk. Oh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> is that what you're looking? Is that you're re- re- scratching over there? Yeah, <laughs> record scratch. Are, are you are you pre getting like ready for the card dub? Oh, there you said, go. Like calling it wub. Oh, it's not Esper. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so that's definitely a joke, right? Like you know, what's a, a DJ's favorite guild? Oh, oh, well, because Esper? Esper, oh. yeah. Ah, whoop, whoop, yeah. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Nice. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, in, in order to, to save your sanity and our own, we're going to do a crack-a-pack. Yeah. And uh, what cube are we using today? So we're using my new peasant cube, which I actually, I think I started it, like, last month. I okay. decided, I think Dominaria probably had some influence into it. It's something I'd been kind of... There's a lot of uncommons in this set. Yeah. That are yeah, there was some... Pretty neato. Like Skizik, when that got downshifted, I was like, what? Skizik? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Dude, I opened the pack and I'm like, dude, Skizdog, like, what happened? Like, oh my god. Yeah. And it probably... Uncommon? Yeah. It, it's... I was quite surprised. Uh, and inevitably... Uh, some, somebody drafted like a red green kind of mid range aggressive mid rangey deck, and he had like that, and then uh, the whatever monstrosaur, the five five trample haste mm. whatever, and then there's like this weird enchantment called like right of the raging storm or something, that constantly creates a five one with haste sounds and like trample. A, sounds like a Yu Gi Oh card. Yeah, it's uh, the art's weird too, but. Yeah, it was essentially five power haste dot deck, and I was like, "That's really cool." But I put it up on Cube Tutor. I'll link it in nice. the show notes. But yeah, Sweet. I've been very happy with it so far. Very and, cool. Yeah. So I'm gonna do a crackback from it. 
Hopefully, they're, they're, speaking, they're, speaking they're, of uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, I actually watched a little bit of Yu-Gi-Oh recently because it came on to uh, Netflix, the show and I'm like, or I'm the... Gonna, yeah, the TV show, the old TV show, and I'm like, I'm gonna watch some of this. And first of all, the season one is like 600 episodes long. Mm-hmm. I had to like fight through to get to the end of it. Yeah, it, it suffers a little bit of like the Dragon Ball problem, where like it literally takes them forever to resolve anything, oh. to resolve a fight or a duel, and also. No wonder why Yu-Gi-Oh! kids get a bad reputation. Like, they learn how to act from the... The show is full of awful, awful people. <laughs> like, like, one of the first things they do, is he's like, hey, you have these incredibly rare, powerful cards in your deck. And he throws them overboard so he can't play them against him. Oh. Into the ocean. <laughs> like, literally throws them overboard. And then later on, they're like, Hey, and then someone else is like, hey, there's only four of these cards in the world. Good thing I stole yours. And they're like, what are you going to do with it? And he rips it in half. Like, what the? What? What is going on? Like, what? what? Yeah, the show is just full of awful, horrible people. And like, oh, huh. uh, uh, it was. It, after a while, it became like watching a car accident. Like, I had to try to get through the first season. And then wow. when I got the first season, I'm like, and we're done. God. So yeah, if you ever want to see like, oh oh god, just like horrific cartoon character personalities, that's that's where you should look. Anyway, wow. speaking of crack pack. Oh, there we go. So you hope, and there's gonna be no batter skull. Spoilers. No, there will not be. It did not get downshifted yet. No. If it did, oh man, that would be weird. That'd be a weird limited format. So pack one. Roar of the worm. Oh, are you typing? By the way. Okay. I am typing. There we go. Roar of the Worm. Right. War of the Roar of the Worm, which is spelled W U R M on the card, right? Yeah, but it makes But it's the creature makes a W O R M. Apparently it makes a U R M. Yeah, but it looks like an O R M. Yeah. But I but is U R M a dragon like Y R M? Uh I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Pack number two, or card number two. Oketra's Monument. An uncommon legendary artifact. Uh, oh, I played I played lots of Monument and Standard. It's a nice card. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Card number three. Gurmag Angler. Ooh. Yeah. I'm taking from random parts of the cube. Zombie so. fish. It is, it is indeed a zombie fish. That's literally fish. every time I try to think of the name Gurmag Angler, all I can think is zombie fish. I mean, it is what it is. And everybody knows what I'm talking about. I'm like, the zombie yep. fish. And they're like, oh, Gurmag Angler. I'm like, yep. yeah. Because, again, I can't ever remember the names of cards when I yep. try to actually talk about them. That is true. Other time. Yeah. The next card, Lingering Souls. Man, this is a heck of a pack. Yeah, this pack's really good. <laughs> Uh, next pack, or next card, Looter Ilkor. That feels a little underwhelming, but it's not bad. Next card, okay. Phyrexian Reclamation. That's the black card, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. Well, I mean, yeah, it's Phyrexian, but I guess in, in the new sets, like who knows? It could be like Phyrexian Dog, and it'd be like white or something. Phyrexian dog. Phyrexian Rex. It's actually like a dinosaur. <laughs> it's called a P-Rex. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. He's been he's been Phyrexianized. Mm-hmm. Next card. Mm-hmm. Textless 
Searing Blaze. All right. That's Searing a good, Blaze is great. That's a good one. Next card, Arbor Elf. Not bad. It's solid. Mm-hmm. Next card, Elixir of Immortality. Um, I'll take cards I'm not first picking for $100, please, Alex. Yeah, that's definitely not. in this pack. Yeah. What is a quote by Baron Sengir? His flavor text. That's cool. Oh, Searing Spear. Oh, all the Searings. Yeah. Do we have a Searing Spear Ascari coming next? Whatever <laughs> it's called. I did like that every time I look for it on, like, whenever I do, like, deck picks, like, I find Searing Spear and then it shows that and I'm usually like, oh yeah, I remember that card. Next card. Good old flanking. Yep, good old flanking. Uh, Divest. Ah, that's the new one. That's the three man in the gate on Tap Freelance. That's the new duress. Oh, oh, oh! Sorry, that's the uh, that, unwind. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of uh, yeah, unwind. unwind. Sorry. Yeah, it's all good. Next Not card. Rewind, but unwind. Yeah, unwinds with some classics. Uh, Galvanic Juggernaut. Oh, that's the uh, got it. I remember that the untap only if you. Uh, yeah, something dies. Uh huh. It is. It looks very angry. Maybe that card was sweet in draft. Was. Yeah, quite nice. Uh, Putrid Imp. All right. And then next card, Enlightened Tutor. And then the last card, Everflowing Chalice. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's some picks in this pack, man. Yeah. I was was thinking, like, before we did this, because I was doing a couple of just random cracker packs before we were recording... And then mm-hmm. saw one, you know, got one that had, like, an Eternal Witness and, like, nothing else. I'm like, I really hope it's not something like that. And this pack's got, it's almost like one of those, uh, that Rorschach test, like mm-hmm. the Inkblot test. It makes me mm-hmm. think of that kind of thing, where it's just like, I don't know if there's anything really overwhelmingly, like, head and shoulders above the rest. Right, because, like is if you want to build, like, a red aggro deck, like, do we just want to snap up the Searing Blaze since it's, like, one of the only red cards in the pack? Or is, like, Galvanic Juggernaut just better in that deck? Like, you know, especially I don't play much uh, Peasant or whatever, so it's kind of hard for me. For me, it's just kind of like, okay, what cards do I find fun? What cards do I think are ostensibly powerful on their own in a variety of decks, you know? I want to say it's kind of, it's, there's not, like, the, the finishers are still not that great. Unfortunately, like you don't have titans or worm coils or anything. Sure, sure. Like anything above a four four or a five five is pretty rare. Bad pun intended. But ah. yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I feel like I would take Searing Blaze because that card's just great. And then maybe yeah, Blaze. Do you remember when that card came out? And like, remember arguing for it pretty heavily. Yeah. On the podcast, if I remember correctly. That sounds. And just right, like yeah. remember talking to people and like having people be like. Oh, well, it's just, you know, it's just too much variance. You just don't know what you're going to get. No, yeah. I know I'm going to get. I'm going to kill your dude and do three to your face, and then I'm going to attack. Yeah. Also. I, I, I mean, I still have to preach the gospel to this day. Like, <laughs> even nowadays, it's like, yeah, this card's great. Like, have you played with this card? Even if it is sorcery speed most of the time in a non-fetchland format. Okay. That card's great. Yeah, I'll, I'll kill your thing and Arms- kill... Awesome. Yeah. Three of you and the horse you rode in on. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also attack. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if, like, Roar of the Worm seems fine. 
Like, the only other cards I would maybe think of in this pack are, like, Lingering Souls, yep. maybe Galvanic Juggernaut, maybe Searing Spear, but I'd rather take Blaze over Spear. Yeah, I would rather have Blaze over Spear, so, like, Spear can be eliminated. Yeah. I don't want Divest, I don't want Putrid Imp, I don't want Phyrexian Reclamation, I don't think I want, I don't want Gurmag Angler at this point. No. I don't, I don't want Lutoril Core at this point, or Elixir. Like, so for me, like, it's like, okay... I do like Enlightened Tutor. Yeah, E-Tutor's not bad. Like, like, Enlightened Tutor's great, but, like, and then we can just go from there. But, like, I have an artifact in the pack that I would really want. Yeah. Two of them, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Between Chalice and... Uh, oh, Petra's Monument's awesome. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that card's great. Like, and Juggernaut, right. Yeah, that's right. That's an artifact, too. Jeez. Um, yeah. So, like, for me, I think based on if this were, like, a pack that I'm opening, and this is the first time I'm drafting, like, at this very moment, if we were sitting down to draft, I think I would take Oketra's Monument because that card's really great. And I would yeah. literally just hope that, like, we, we get to open a bunch of the awesome, like, interactive stuff. So mm-hmm. you can open things like White Mane Lion or, you know, crap like that to just Stone really Cloaker. try to – Stone Cloaker and just try to, try to do all the stupid shenanigan stuff and just keep, you know, bouncing stuff. And, I don't know, it's, you know, bouncing things and making tokens and making stuff cheaper. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way that I would go because that card seems great. It is, a, it is a great card. Yeah. I think I'm maybe just feeling boring. It's just like... It's just, hey, man. Steering Blaze is awesome, too. Steering Blaze of people. It's hard to argue with that. And it's honestly, great. I... Completely honestly, I don't know how good Phyrexian Reclamation is. Like, I think somebody had in the draft, and I wasn't sure. I don't know if I asked him how it was. I'll just ask him this week. But that's a card I've been interested in seeing. But yeah, it's been... It was been interesting, like, as part of the process of designing it and whatnot... But yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, like I said, I'll link to it in the show notes. Okay. And on ye old blog. Got it. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So at some uh, point, I'll have to uh, get my way out towards uh, St. Louis again. Yeah. Do some draft draft You can you can go to all the GPs we have here. Oh, oh I will wait. hopefully uh, hopefully I'll be going to. Looks like I'll be going to SCG Con in uh, June. So. Oh, nice. Because I, you know, I, I don't have it in me to do Grand Prix Vegas again a year after just going. The every oh, other yeah. year thing was nice, and now I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to go. I don't want to go out there again. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, let's uh, let's talk about some Dominaria. Yeah. Dominaria cards here. So, uh, first of all, quick impressions. What do you think of the new borders? New borders. Did they yeah. change them? Yeah, the the what's this, the legendary borders, the historic cards. Oh, those. The uh, legendary borders have a little crown crown bordering on top. Uh, I don't know. I'm okay with them. They're fine. Like not historic, but legendary. Yeah, legendary. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Literally, don't care at all. Doesn't yeah. doesn't affect me. Don't have an opinion. Don't like. Don't dislike. Whatever. Don't care. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> Yep. Everyone's like, oh, magic is ruined. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. The only thing I do find that it could... interesting that they changed all the moto cards too, so that they retroactively all the legendary ones have the border also. Yeah, I think it's only a few certain ones, like I think for a certain time era, I think do that. But it's like I thought that was kind of weird. But again, I don't really care enough. Yeah, don't care. Yeah, have no, have no. Uh... No, no dog in the fight. Yeah, at all. 
Just like it doesn't look, it doesn't break anything, and it makes everything still works. So whatever. Right. Yeah. Like cards. Hey, shocking. The card still works the same with the hologram and the border at the top. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind God of. God forbid we get a card with a hologram, a top border, and there's a flip card. Yeah. Like, could you imagine, like, uh, Jace, Flip Jace? It would have all three of those things. All right. Yeah, that's true. It was kind oh, of yeah. like, uh, like, with, um, what was that? Frontier? Uh-huh. Like, how it was supposed to be, like, was it from cons and after? Yep, cons up. Like, it seemed like. It was pretty hard, like, with modern, it's pretty easy to look at a card and be like, all right, that's modern. You know, just like, uh, if I see a Loxon on Warhammer, I'm like, okay, that's modern. But if, and if I look at an old card, I go, okay, that's, if I see a Finn Hornells or something, it's like, okay, that's old. Granted, mm-hmm. stuff can be reprinted and whatever and blah, blah, but it's a pretty, sure. pretty easy shortcut. It's like, oh, okay, that, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like with Frontier, when they did that, it's like, I don't know if there's really... I forget when they did the whole, the new thing where they kind of cut in with a border, with like a... Well, that's when they changed the font, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I I don't know, maybe it's just like, when I look at it, I don't even remember when that changed, and granted, I could look it up, but I don't care, but it's kind of one of those things where... I think they started it with the holograms, I think it all happened at the same time, right? The holograms, the font, and the border. Yeah, probably, was it maybe Origins or before? I, I don't know. Well, let me think. I'm trying to think of my... I don't know. Yeah, I'm not... It, it would take me three seconds to type, but I'm currently yeah. having my hand sat on by a cat, so I'm not not moving it. And I'm also... I don't... I'm lazy. It's kind of like with the uh, Chasm Skulker, well. where I could like find out who <laughs> David Serlin is, but I don't care. Right, 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 right. Hmm. Also, I just noticed today that the card frame is actually asymmetrical. Huh. I did not realize that before. I literally hadn't been staring at it that much. Yeah, but that's the, true. the border on the left of the color is thinner and doesn't go down as far on the card as the border on the right-hand side, which is thicker and goes down further. Oh, I did notice that it was thinner. Wow. But, yeah, looking at it, yeah. Wow, that's weird. Wow. Lovely. I mean, I'm sure it's all it's all very small things to make them harder to uh, like counterfeit, counterfeit or whatever. Right. Yeah. I don't even know if that... It's like, you know, when they made dollar bills with the offset president face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But yeah, man, That's true. don't care you know, what they look like necessarily. I mean, I care what they look like, but I don't care that much. As long as it's, uh, it works and yeah. it's not offensive. They don't, they don't offend my, uh, they don't offend my delicate sensibilities, artistic sensibilities. Yeah. I was going to say it, it works. So I'm cool with it. What do you think of historic as a new, like, super type, sort of. I'm really just wondering if they're going to be... Because conti- it seems like because of the saga part of it, it makes me wonder if they're going to be continuing it in the future. And I really do hope they keep sagas around. But it's... Like, if, if sagas are done, like, if they're if it's just a Dominaria thing, they're like, okay, we got we got saga... And then they're done. Then mm. they can't really do historic because there's like, so it's artifacts and legendaries and this one mechanic we had some time ago. Like, right? Pers- but personally, I like it. Like, I'm fine with it. There, like, yeah. Again, doesn't bother me. 
whatever. Interesting. Sagas, neat. Historic, neat. Yeah. Borders, don't care. Yeah, it's aesthetics. I don't really care too much about aesthetic things. It's Don't really care that much. Yeah, pretty much. All right, let's talk about some actual cards. I was about to say, we, we, we seem... We need to have some, like, hot takes, as they call them nowadays. We need to be like, man, this is so... <laughs> <laughs> they're ruining the game or something. Right, right, right. You have to do a little bit of like uh, hot takesmanship. Yeah, I need to like pretend to throw things around and be all mad. Like, oh my god, they're right. Turn it into like a pawn pawn stars meme or whatever. Oh, oh yeah. Was American Choppers? Is that what it's for? I don't know. Yeah, shows you what I know. Uh, it doesn't matter how much reality TV I watch. I mean, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. You're That's absolutely just... right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it does. It <laughs> it just doesn't matter. How do you feel that you got to correct somebody on American Choppers? Oh, I feel I feel, I feel great. <laughs> do, you, do you do you feel uh, you know like a little more uh, cultured? You know, culture American cultured. Oh not, yeah, not actual culture, but like American culture. <laughs> yeah, yogurt. Anti culture. <laughs> Pretty soon you're gonna be watching like uh, Boo Boo or whatever her name is. What's the Honey Boo Boo? The... Honey Boo Boo, thank you. Oh, See, yeah. that's twice now. You got me twice. You fell for it. I did. I think we you watched some episodes it. of it, and it, it it wasn't good. No, I, I don't watch it at all. <laughs> I could have told you that. I could have saved you the time. That thumbs up. I could have saved you all this time in your life. <laughs> did I tell you I had my wife try the thumbs up? I don't know. I, maybe. Oh. Yeah, I think I, it, it was not good, right? Not, just not. I think I think I remember. You might have mentioned it on the last cast. It takes. It, 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 trying to be soda, trying to be cola, but it never got there. It did, yeah, just kind of like <laughs> plateaued. It was like, uh. <laughs> it's like uh, some dandelion and burdock soda. I think it was better. Was it better than dandelion and burdock? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a pretty low bar. That's, that's a <laughs> it's a low bar to clear. Yep. <laughs> God. You would have saved me all this. <laughs> all, all, the, all the time in your life would have been saved. All right. Yep. So would you like – I will give you first pick honors. What white card would you like to knock off the board? I mean I could do the obvious one. But, yeah, man, take one. Go right. ahead, man. If I have to be obvious, all right. Don't, you can be. Go. You can do however you like. If you want right. to, I'll, I'll do a. I'll do an outside the bounds one. If you do an obvious one. Okay. Uh, let's do a history of Benalia. Let's do that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, curl <laughs> curveball. So one of the best artworks in the set. Not close. Oh yeah, that art's beautiful. Especially Noah in Bradley foil. one, right? It's incredible. Yep, Noah Bradley. And so, History Benalia is one white-white. Uh, first These and chapter, second chapters yeah. are uh, make a 2-2 two, two white creature token, night creature token with Vigilance. And then chapter three is night two control, get plus two, plus one to end the turn. So you basically yeah. get four power out of three mana and a pump later on. Yeah. It eventually gets a little bit more. I, I've really liked this card. It's in a weird slot, but... and I. I don't know. I've re- referenced it in articles, but I don't know if I've really referenced it on the podcast much. But it's a concept that Mark Roserotter talked about called additive distraction. Mm-hmm. 
Are you are you familiar with? No, please continue. Uh, well, I guess I'll have to do Google it. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Hold on to the you Google mobile. You can't bring stuff up and then be like, oh well. <laughs> okay, there we go. I found it. Okay. Is it from Oath of the Gatewatch article? Yeah. 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 Let's see. Okay. Um, so Mark Rosewater talks about this. Uh, you know, talk about. So yes, early design definitely played around with putting the word teammate on some cards. They made some global enchantments. Well, they still use the term global enchantments. Wow, that helped you and your teammates. I even think some of them made it to the development handoff. The problem was we found as more people play tested it, though, is an issue we call additive distraction, or I call. To explain, I made a vanilla creature. This is designed so creative hasn't seen it yet. Bear on steroids. One in a green creature. Bear, 3-4. If I showed that card around, I'd probably get pretty good responses. We've only done one card with the same cost and stats before, Plant Elemental from Portal, and it required you to sacrifice a forest. Now imagine I tweak the card. Geeky Bear on steroids. Oh, I guess he's a nerd. One in a green creature, Bear. Also a 3-4. If you control 10, at least 10 artifacts, Geeky Bear on steroids gets trample. If I show this card around, I'm going to get a lot fewer positive responses. People will focus on the condition about 10 artifacts, and many will come to the conclusion that there isn't really a deck for this card. But here's the thing. Players were excited by the card without the extra line of text. Geeky Bear on steroids is, by every definition of the term, quote-unquote, strictly better than bear on steroids from a power standpoint. It has a conditional upside. It's just as good as the original and in a very narrow case, maybe even better. My point is that how players perceive cards is very connected to how they process what's on it. Having a word teammate on cards was throwing people because it made them evaluate the card in terms of whether or not they might play a format where having a teammate mattered. In the end, We decided to keep some of the teammate stuff, such as the surge mechanic, but others like the global enchantments went away. So the reason I bring this up and why I've brought it up in some articles before is, like, it's very easy to look at a card like this, like History of Benalia, and especially if it approaches things from, like, a weird angle that you don't tend to see very often, and just, like, focus on that. Like, if you look at... This weird aura. Dude, how many knights am I going to have in my deck? Why does that third chapter even matter? Yeah, it's like, stupid. Yeah, it's just like I don't care. I don't want knights. Like, how many knights are there in my deck? And you know, just focusing on that, thinking this card is obviously better in a deck with knights. I don't have many knights in my deck. Like, this might be the only thing that makes knights, and I don't. So this card's bad. But that isn't really the case. I mean, granted, it's worse than if you had some kind of quote-unquote night tribal, and you don't mm-hmm. really need that. It's, it's just flavor text, or maybe not flavor text, but it's just like nice interaction if you do. Mm. But I really liked it. It's been nice. And white threes aren't super competitive either. Right. Like, there's there's some very good white threes, like things like Blade Splicer, but, like, they're not... I don't think they're super deep. They're not, like, white fours, that's yeah. for sure. White fours are like, who, buddy? White four is stiff competition, yeah. but like white three, 
much like Red 3 for a long time, or Black 3, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, eh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of dig this card a little bit. I uh, Again, I'm just like, okay, if I don't care that much about Chapter 3, what am I getting? Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, you get, you get some dudes with Vigilance. Get a couple Vigilance guys. Like, get to attack for eight, ostensibly, one turn. If yeah. anything happened out, anything else I happen to play, it affects the board right away. I don't have to wait a turn to get the first one. Yeah, and that's nice. That is definitely really nice. Because that's you know a big drawback to a lot of the enchantments and stuff like that that are seem really great, and you're just like, yeah, but I have to pay like this much mana and get nothing yet. I have to wait until I untap with it. Like, mm-hmm. am I able to do this? At least, at least you get something out of this. I mean, this card is, I think, you know, pretty solid. I can see it from solid to being very good. I don't think it's going to be a game-breaker by any stretch of the imagination. I do think, however, it is hysterical with another three-drop. I'm trying to think of what it is, but I'm not not sure. I'm going to pay this much mana, and all my creatures are now 5-5 knights. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Would you have to do it in response to the trigger, I guess? Yeah. Okay. Sure, why not? Yeah. I'll make all my knights... It is a little all awkward. the things are knights. Everything is a knight. It is kind of awkward, like for white in general, how white tribal. Oh, it seems split to... like three different ways. Yeah, like during cons for a bit, they had like a warrior thing going on, and then like for a long time, it was soldiers Humans and soldiers and knights. Yeah, and it was like all over the place, and like a lot of the other times with. A lot of, you know, like, red is goblins, black is zombies, whatever. Green but is like, elves. Yeah, green is elves, and... Blue is wizards. Yeah, merfolk. blue is wizards and merfolk, but, you know, even then, it's not that splintered with them. And usually a lot of the good merfolk are wizards, let's be honest. Right, right, right. Human knight, merfolk wizard. Mm-hmm. Be it. Elf cleric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, elf, elf, elf shaman. shaman. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, it's, it's just kind of weird. With that kind of stuff. But yeah, more you're right. Like... I, I do wish that there was a little more unity on that. And, yeah. like, I can understand why they just made it a knight token and not a human knight. I get that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with a know, lot of these you... tokens that they generate, a lot of the times it's just, like, knight, and, you know, it's like getting an ally of Zendikar, which coincidentally makes knights. You know, so it's like, yeah, which is, which is uh, you know, cool interaction. Nifty. Yeah. Yeah, turn three, turn three history, turn four Gideon, make a dude. Mm-hmm. And then just keep next turn. Ne- next turn, right? Next turn, attack for twelve mm-hmm. with your three guys. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, make make a lot of power to get there. But yeah, like uh, it's a little bit weird on that end, but it doesn't make the card any less good. It's one of those like micro versus macro kind of things where <laughs> the, it, like. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it's like more one of those more, like, in the game you notice it more than just, like, mm-hmm. when you're designing your cube kind of thing. Gotcha. Well, yeah. and, and and if there's one thing I've learned, it's, like, what cards look like and what cards actually play are can be significantly different. Things that don't matter very much actually, like, oh, that's actually really neat. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the thing I was going to mention was... You know, everyone's like, man, I can't believe they stopped FNM promos, and all we're going to get is, like, stupid tokens. They finally make an awesome token that would look amazing in foil, the yeah. stained glass knight token. Those look amazing. And now they, they're not available in foil because they stopped the promo, those promos. Oh. What are, what are we doing? 
what are we doing? Oh, yeah, that's Can awkward. Can I make that something? Yeah, that's, uh, so, mm-hmm. that's, that's not good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a... I could be wrong. Someone may be correcting me. Literally typing on their Twitter account right now trying to correct us, but... Could be. I was, I was, at least I was told that that they're no longer being made. I haven't really been paying attention to that kind of stuff, and yeah, I play F and M every week, and I don't even pay attention to that much stuff. Ever since they stopped making F and M promos, I'm just like, whatever. But you can get a token of a goat. (laughs) Great. All right. Since you took a slightly off, uh, off center one that were worthy of some discussion, I'm going to name one that's not worthy of that much discussion. Because it should just be in your cube, and that's Dauntless Bodyguard. Yeah, this card's dumb. So Dauntless Cards. Bodyguard's a 2-1 for 1. It's a human and a knight. So it's got yeah. both of those tribal interactions. And when it comes into play, you choose another creature you control, and you can sacrifice it to make that one indestructible until end of turn. Yeah, it's... Yeah, this thing's really good. Like... It's one of those things where... Savannah Lion with Upside. Yeah, yet another Savannah Lion with Upside. It is one of the more relevant Upside, like Right, Dragon because Hunter. you get to actually have it be relevant on turn, like, five or six or whatever, right? You're just like, well, I'm going to name this Maloku. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to name this whatever that's way more important. I'm going to name this Baneslayer Angel. Yeah. Don't, don't good, kill... Good thing I need a 2-1 Human Knight to protect a 5-5 Flying Angel. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I got your back. Yep. Yeah, I remember the, the when they were uh, when they had that Chinese spoiler that had leaked online before. Like there was some confusion about whether you sacrifice the cr- other creature to protect it. And I'm like, dude, it's a knight. Like a knight's not going to throw another creature right. under the bus to save itself. It's right. The knight's literally like, get out of my way. It's like Sir Robin from uh, uh, Monty Python, mm-hmm. Holy Grail. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I use as a proxy art for it, actually. And Robin ate his minstrels. Oh. And the people rejoiced. Yay. There's the yeah, argument that, great. You should play yeah. it. There's the argument, like, it's not as good on turn one, but I mean... Whatever, it's a 2-1 for one. Don't care. Also, you're Battle. a white aggro deck. Don't you have other one-drops to play? Correct. Also, okay. it's a 2-1 for one. What if we're playing this, a knight on two... History of Banali on three, Gideon on four, you're oh, yeah. freaking dead on five. They are very dead. They are... Unreal dead. Yeah. Yeah, this card's really nice. Like, it helps you, like, play into bigger board states. It protects stuff. It's just... I, I think in terms of the pantheon of white, aggressive dudes, it's probably, like... Either Kithian or Isamaru as one or two, and then this, and then I guess like Sky Marcher Aspirant. And then... The other one that can actually like jump. Yeah, I mean that... maybe their protection from multicolored. I was gonna put that one underneath it, but like I, there there's there are games where that could, one can maybe go higher. Mm-hmm. Like that that one's a little more situational, I think. But yeah, yeah I mean, like how is it? How is it bad that, like, Savannah Lions is, like, at the bottom? Yeah. I mean, granted, it's, it's not Goblin Cadets or whatever, but, you know. Yeah. By the way, I, I'm assuming you've heard the joke about Goblin Cadets, right? I, I don't know. I, I Maybe, but I, I don't know to what you're referring. I guess I'm going to have to look this up, too. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. 
I remember making this joke, and then, like, I was like, I guess I'll have to look this up. All right. Well, while you're looking that up, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick another one. There you go. I'm gonna pick another obvious one. Remember I mentioned Baneslayer Ranger earlier? Oh yeah. Yep. Lyrodon Bringer. Yeah. It's Baneslayer Angel again. Yeah. But instead of having protection from Dungeons and Dragons or Demons and Dragons, it, it has an Angel Tribal sub theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, don't care. Yeah. It is a five-five flying first strike lifelink for five. I'm in. Yep. Yeah. It's. I think when I was trying it out in Cube, the angel boosting tribal thing. Guess how many times it mattered. Uh, zero. Ding, 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 ding. You're correct. Guess how many sir. times you cared. Yeah. Exactly. Also zero. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the weird thing. It's it's uh, because you know the whole like um. I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on the podcast, the whole, like, Baneslayers and Muldrifters thing that Pat Chapin talked about a while ago. I no? think so. Okay. Where essentially, like, a Baneslayer is a Baneslayer, you know, essentially where the value in the creature is entirely on the creature itself. Right, on the, on the actual card. Yeah, and, like, a Muldrifter is, you know, it's it's the body and then the value it creates. So if, like, if they kill the Muldrifter, you still get a good amount right, of value. You, right, you still have two more cards or whatever to yeah. value out of it. But yeah, with this, it's yeah, they kill that. And, like, a lot of the good angels in cube, I don't know how many of them are bane, more Baneslayer or more Maldrifter, because, like, you don't really curve out with a lot of the angels into this, because there's, like, Resto Angel and... Right, and Resto Angel's only coming out on four if you have a Blade sl- Splicer or something like that on three to gra- to just generate that sweet, sweet value. Yeah, I mean, I've def- I've ran out my fair share of of three four flyers. Yeah, man, it happens sometimes. Yeah, it, most of the time it's you don't really intend to go play this on four and then curve. Like they don't. I definitely really... remember in standard just like flashing it in and then equipping it with the uh, rune chanter's pike, like pike equip. Oh. Surprise, take eight. Yeah. <laughs> what am I at? Oh. My favorite oh. question. Yeah. Like, oh. What are you at? Yeah. Like, yep. oh, here we go. Yeah, like, how many cards in your hand? All right, what are we at? Uh, at least it's not Savior's Draft. How many cards in hand? How many cards yeah. in your hand? How many cards yeah. in your hand? How many cards in your hand? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I found the Goblin Cadets joke, by the way. Okay, all right, hit me. All right. There's an old joke. A green mage, a blue mage, and a red mage are all sitting around debating whether Goblin Cadets is a good card. Goblin Cadets, I'm just going to read it. Uh, red mana for 2-1, Goblin. Whenever Goblin Cadets blocked... It blocks or becomes, or becomes blocked. blocked. Yeah. Target opponent gains control of it. This removes Goblin Cadets from combat. So, yeah, Green Mage, Blue Mage, Red Mage are all sitting around debating whether it's a good card. Green Mage says it is terrible because you lose control of it when your opponent has a blocker. The Blue Mage says it is useful in the correct metagame because 43.5% of the expected field are unlikely to have creatures to block it. The Red Mage looks confused. It is obviously good because it attacks for two. What is blocking? Right. That, that, that's the joke. <laughs> yeah. And I was Attacking, like, yeah. Attacking's for closers. Yep. Yeah, always be ABA. ABC. Yeah. Always be cadets. <laughs> I was going to say, always be attacking, but yeah. Yeah, Lear is very good. Like, again, I don't, I don't know, like, about the whole 
cut Bane Slayer to put this in. Like, no. It, it no. feels like a lot of cubes can probably have both. Like I'm, I'm yes. playing both. There's, pretty... there's not that many great white fives that you can't find room for this. Yeah. Like, I've been always been trying to put Archangel of Thune in my cube as like you know a big five mana mm-hmm. thing, but we keep getting good fives lately, and it seems like it has happened only in the past few sets. Like there's the you know Archangel Avison, and then Angel of whatever Angel of Sanctions and this, but yeah. white fives like you said aren't really that deep. Like there weren't a whole lot before. Like. That whatever angel invention. Right. There's not a right. There's not a long history of white fives that are awesome. Yeah, it's not like white where it's just like you have two Geddens and two Wraths and Elspeth right. and whatever. Right. It's like and then Parallax Wave and yeah. and Knight and the, the 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 guy the Battle Cry guy that puts two mm-hmm. one ones into play tapped and attacking. Yep. Like there's just a a laundry list. Yeah. Yeah. Like white fives really kind of took off like an M10 like with Pain Slayer Angel. Granted, yeah. that's eight years ago now, and I feel really old. However, eight years ago, M10. Wow, wow, M10. That's, oh man, that's <laughs> wow. But uh... <laughs> yeah, so, crazy. Uh, yep, I don't know. Card's great. Play that's it. Pretty wild. Whatever. Yeah, I, I, you know, not even warrant, warranting that much discussion. All right. Yeah. Do you want to pick think... another outside the box one? What do you think of? Eight? What do you think of Benelish Marshall? Okay. So Benelish Marshall is the white, white, white 3-3 that is uh, Glorious Anthem. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. But it's all other creatures you control? Yeah, it's just all other creatures. <laughs> I actually really like this. Like, I've been trying him out. And he's, been, he's been good. <laughs> I, I Okay. I would like this card better if white was one of my support devotion cards we'll call it yeah it's kind of awkward like there's not really many good white devotion i don't think there's any good white devotion cards are there well right i mean that's it right there's not like you know like blue has has you know a very good one Mm -hmm. uh black has black has a a very good one but like the other ones not so much like you could squeeze the red one in i suppose but like what is it is it the fanatic amogus yeah, Fanatic's a Mogus. It's just like face you for this many. Oh, whatever. For, I mean, four mana, like four two or whatever, like face you for eight. I mean, that card was pretty fun and standard, but like red fours are also pretty crowded. Yeah, I was about to say red fours. Good luck. But like, yeah, like the, I, I don't know. That's the thing about this guy. Am I okay with it? Yes, I'm 100 percent okay with this card. I, I wouldn't see this card and be like, get this out of your queue, rabble, rabble, rabble. No, it's like, I. It's got multiple interactions that are fine. It's an anthem that's a three three for three. Obviously, the only you know the only hesitation is the white 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 casting cost. Yeah, the mana is pretty awkward because we're trying to in recent sets we've really come off the white white creatures. So like all of the you know because knights were always white white for two two for mm-hmm. strike for two two something right. So, like, and it was always white-white. They were, like, Longbow Archers. Longbow Archers was a cube card many mm-hmm. moons ago. 2-2 two, two yeah. first strike, like, can reach, basically. Like, yeah. card's Knight, great. Knight of Meadowgrain. I remember, like, thinking of putting that in my peasant cube and just it getting crowded out. It, was, it made me feel weird when Ernamjin 
I, like, I couldn't find room for it. Like, it wasn't even really in the equation. Jeez. And it was just like, our name, Jane, it's like, man, that card used to be, like, a constructed powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird, like, when I, you know, when you, I don't know if you've played that Chandelar RPG thing. A long time ago. Yeah. It, it's pretty fun in its own way, but, like, it, it's easy to assume that people played creatures like Sengir Vampire and Sarah Angel and whatnot because people didn't know any better. Right. But, that, like, in that when, when you play that game, it kind of puts you in that mindset at the time where, mm. like, there's a few things like Mana Burn, but for the most part, whatever knowledge you have in 2018 applies to magic in in Chandelar. And it's just like, your finishers are just terrible. And unless you're going for, like, you know, some crazy combo kind of, you know, contract from below kind of thing, if you're attacking with creatures, they, your finishers were that, and it wasn't because people were bad or people were stupid. It's because those creatures were as good as it got back then. Right, that, right, that was right, your right, finishers. Right. But yeah, it made me, and it kind of made me feel the same thing about like you know Knight of Meadow Grain, like White Knight, Silver Knight, and all those. And my peasant mm-hmm. came up like I mm-hmm. those weren't even in the equation. And I was mm-hmm. like that feels weird, but yeah. So yeah, like this one's got a lot of good stuff on it. Like I said, my literal only hesitation is is the weird cost. Is the is the funky mana cost in a color that isn't often super rewarded by being mono. Yeah, because of how much better the low end has gotten on the mana costs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know that seems kind of weird to say, but like the mono white decks are often so predicated on having to have Talia or Talias or Geddon or Geddons. Like mm-hmm. you're so you have to be proactively disruptive in the white decks. Like, yeah. White weenie as a, um, I'm just going to get a bunch of small guys and then they're going to get bigger and I'm going to attack you. Like, that just doesn't jive anymore. Like, you can still win games with it, I'm sure, but that's it. You know, we, the white weenie has gone away from that. You know, now it's like, okay, well, uh, when, when you cast a Moly spell, I'm going to gain a life, but you have to pay one additional one to do that and all your non basic lands come into play tapped and your creatures come into play tapped. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's how we're going to win because not only are these guys are going to be low end on the curve and attacking for you know two four six eight you know uh, appreciating the damage on the way up but also I'm going to without having to spend extra resources your blockers are coming into play tapped your you know this is coming into play tapped or whatever it might be so I don't know if this card fits within that sort of theme anymore. However, if tokens is a thing in your cube, like, those cards are pretty good. Yeah. Like, uh, anthems are pretty great for token decks. I liked it. Like, I've been trying it out, and it's one of those cards where I don't know if I don't know how long it's going to last. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where it's like, you're not sure how long it's going to be in for, but it's pretty nice oh, while it's there. it's worth like, trying. Yeah. And I, I found that it's, which is one of those things that's a little counterintuitive is, even if you cast it on turn five, it's still pretty nice just because it has an immediate impact. Right. It's it's kind of one of those awkward things too with a lot of the standalone anthems is they don't. It's cliche to say, but you know they don't do anything on an empty board. Mm-hmm. Or if you only have one thing to boost, it's just like, eh, I got a glorious anthem, and then you're pumping your dude or your one guy, and it's like. 
you know, whatever. That's fine. And granted, like, a 3-3 isn't, like, super ridiculous on an empty board, but it's at least something. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really find it tended to die super often in combat, like, you know, getting blown out in combat. But, you know, it seemed... Yeah, it's been nice so far. That's yeah. my uh, ringing endorsement. That. Since since we're on the 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 this the topic of knights, I'm going to name a card that you didn't even have on here originally. Oh, nice. And that's Knight of Grace. Oh yeah. So that's the speaking of since we're on the topic of white two twos used to be white white. This one is one and a white for a two two first strike that also has hexproof from black. And it gets a plus one power buff if any player, including you, any player, not just your opponent, controls a black permanent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like this card. So protection obviously is very good. Protection can also be a little bit unfun. Like I, this card to me is more interesting than White Knight. Yeah. Like even though more... White Knight is more iconic, and and I do like. You know, iconicism for lack of a better term. That makes um, sense. Yeah, but uh, I actually find this card to be a bit interesting. Like, yeah. I, I I like that it rewards like creative deck building. I like that it's the one in a white cost. I like the protection from some removal, but not all removal. Yeah, like hexproof from. Yeah, this card's just a little more interesting to me than, I think, something then... I'm probably going to try to, you know, even though it's the, quote, easy swap, I'm probably going to try this in place of, like, the 3-1 Battle Cry guy. Oh, a Quarter Paladin? A Quarter Paladin. Yeah, like, fine. I, I, I feel like I would like to make a change, something slightly different, because also, too, the 3-1 is so vulnerable in combat mm-hmm. to, like, block from any idiot. I'm going to run into battle. This I'm is, this uh, right. I'm going to run in. Good thing I'm going to give this one other creature next to me a power buff. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. Where I kind of like this one because not only are you, yeah, you don't get to buff the rest of your team, but you might be getting some self-buffing. Like, mm-hmm. And three power first strike for two could be very difficult to deal with in combat. Yeah. Granted, you know, still eminently, much much like Benelish, you know, Duder. Mm-hmm. Eminently boltable, yeah, you know, or whatever. Upgradable. But uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, most a lot of things are, as it turns yeah. out. As that's it turns out, there's it. a lot of cube cards that die to a braid. Yeah, and that's fine. So it's okay. I kind of, I you know, I I am okay with kind of mixing up when there's a bunch of they're not like any middling like filler cards. By filler cards, I mean like cards that you know that put that are role players in your aggressive decks, that are role players in certain decks. I'm fine with trading, you know, a five point five out of ten for. I'm, I'm fine trading a something that's a six for a five point five that might have a ceiling of seven. Yeah, like I'm fine kind of switching things up and and trying to mess around with the formula a little bit. And, I feel and like just kind of keep things interesting. I feel like there's a sports analogy that would be apt but i don't know enough like you know like a insert decent player on a team or whatever like it's not michael jordan well, but, so, it's, no, uh, but it's, it's like a, so yeah, maybe it's a little akin to like having a change of pace running back like hey we have we have this really strong power runner and he's 
we know he's this good. But every once in a while, we're going to throw this guy in here who's a little bit faster, a little bit lighter. He can't do the same things, but he does this other stuff better, and you might just catch certain matchups unaware because this guy is going to be much better against what they're bringing onto the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. There's your there's your sports analogy. Nice. So, all right, your turn. Uh, so I don't know, like a lot of the historic cards are pretty mediocre. Like a lot of the card, I don't know. Like board the weather lights shrug. Like yeah, whatever. Only, yeah, okay. the only card I really cared about was like Shalai, Voice of Plenty. Okay. And like. I don't know if I would really want to consider it a mod, like in a, like if I would want to play in a deck without green. I remember, like we were trying it for a bit, and it was one of those cliches where it's just like, it just dies sure. to removal, and it's like, okay. It, oh, but on the bright side, though, it does have a flag bearer type effect, right? Yeah. Where it's like they have to, they probably they have to kill it, or it's gonna get awkward. Right, or you know, they're like, well, when I untap, I'm just going to bolt this 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 other creature that's a pain in my rear end, and then you're like, shall I? And they're like, mm-hmm. well, I guess I can't bolt anything now yeah. because this thing's also a three four. Mm-hmm. So like, I have to go through it first. That's why I feel I don't know if I I don't know if I said it on the cast, but when uh, uh, what was the Eternal Masters came out, and I was just talking about like the flag bearers all the time, like the two four flag bearer for four. Just like, oh, yeah. you guys should play the living crap out of this card, because this card is... Whew, yeah, like, I, I feel like it was... It may have been Eternal Masters, yeah. They all kind of blend together for me, but... So, that sounds right. You know, this, is, this is, you know, it's not the same thing, because you don't have to target this, right? It's not like, I'm going to cast this Giant Growth. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you can still cast Giant Growth in your own guys. However, you know... Not being able to kill other things, there's, there's, a, there's a home for that. Yeah. You know? There's a home for that. And it's an angel, and angels are neat. It's a you know iconic creature type. However, it suffers from the ye old four mana mm-hmm. problem, the curse, the uh, the old four mana curse. But yeah, like I, I I think it's interesting, but again, not embarrassing. But I'm not rushing out to get my copy. Yeah, I do like seal away though. Yeah, Seal Away's fine. Like, as cliche as it is, it's a worse Condemn, right? They don't gain life. Isn't that Condemn the one they gain life equal to its... Yeah, they gain life equal to its power, I think. Right. Which is fine in control decks, right? But if you're in a race situation, it also gets rid of things... Like, uh, do the Gideons tap to attack? Uh, yeah. When they turn yeah. into creatures, they, they just become creatures. So yeah, they yeah. they attack I mean, to attack. You know, there there are avenues through which you can get people. Also, unlike Condemn, this can get creatures that have tapping abilities that are being a pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not like, oh man, I have this next snap or this condemn or whatever it is, like destroy target a cracking creature in some way, shape, or form. But like they're just gonna stay back and ping me every turn with it, or you know what I mean? Like, well, I you know do this thing with it every single turn. So like it does have some extra utility against those. Um, 
I don't know. The the one time I got to play it, my opponent had went uh, what's his name? My my opponent went Baird into Sarah Angel into something else with Vigilance, and I like in in the in sealed deck, and I'm just no. holding on to this card, and I'm just like, Ew. yeah, I hate myself. Ew. This is stupid. It bared his vigilance, right? I, I sure does. Yeah. Wow. You know, what, you know what that card's good against? Token decks. Yeah. Wow. I had a token deck, and they're like turn four bared all the games, and I went, "This isn't going to end well." <laughs> like, all right. I really hope I draw a removal spell, and then I draw the seal away, and I'm like, "I hope I draw okay, a this one. is not going to end well." <laughs> I hope I draw a different one. I hope I draw a different one. And they're like Sarah Angel. And I'm like, this is not, this isn't it. Wow. This is not good. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I I like that it has flash. Yeah. I think for me, that's the thing I really like about it. Is it's definitely sneaky. Yeah. So Sneaky. I don't know. I'd have to look and see how many creatures are perfectly fine not being attacked with and just activating. Like, I'm certainly not using this on a Noble Hierarch or a, or a Bird of Paradise that's been tapped for mana. But, like, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Or I, I don't know how many cubes are still playing, like, tap to activate annoying ability that can win the game if left alone, like Master of the Wild Hunt, perhaps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's one of them. You know, like, I don't know, stuff like that that might generate. I don't know. I wish Just there were more... I wish there was a good cube-worthy pinger. Yeah, like, we had... Uh, what was the the best Cunning... one? Was, what, the blue-red one? The uh, blue-red one that untapped whenever you cast a spell? Yeah, Delectrode. Yeah. Yeah, or, like, the one that had haste. Yeah, the hasty one was fine. Right, you, you mentioned that one. That was, the like, the combo with uh, Basilisk Collar and Standard, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like it. I, yeah. I don't know if I'll if I'll play it or try it, but eh, again, it goes in the the meh out of ten of like, eh, okay, like Fall of the Thran. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, Armageddon. Yeah. And then I'm like, but it's wait, six they get mana. Their back. Yeah. And it's also six mana. I'm like, yeah. I'm pretty sure if it was five mana, I would snap play it. Mm-hmm. And granted, you do get to try to. You know, they do get basically one to two turns without lands that you can try to close on, and you get to use your sorcery speed mana first because the two lands come back on your upkeep. Yeah. But eh, it seems like a couple of many two hurdles. I'll just stick with Catastrophe, I think. Yeah, I was about to say, it's uh, yeah, not really not really feeling it. So. And like Danitha, she's just a little too low impact. Like, I don't know how many artifacts or equipment you'd want in a deck to really play it. Mm-hmm. I, w- I honestly don't know, but it feels like that number is way too high. Also, um, uh, Seal Away makes me want to sing a Robbie Dupree song. Oh. Oh. It's almost like I can hear it now. Why don't we seal away into the night? Yeah, I kind of want to do that too. That I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I've sung that a couple times. So, yeah, I was about right. to say, I, I had no idea about the song. <laughs> yeah, Robbie Dupree, man. Robbie Dupree. Robbie Hanging up there with peaches and herb. <laughs> oh, yes. Robbie Dupree. 
Nice. Why don't you see? And it's like immediately like saw the card and immediately it's like, why don't you steal away mm, mm, wow. or steal away rather? So, yeah, it was, it's pretty, it's a little on the nose, but it's okay. That's All right. How about some blue good. cards? Blue cards. Um, there's another, there, there's another song to be had in blue cards too. It's, it's a little bit of, it's a little bit further away, but it was pretty spontaneous. But I, we'll get there. Say, I can't think of one. Uh, should I name a card? Uh, so, uh, well, what, like, are you trying to, to guess the uh, the song, or are you trying to talk about cards that you might want to play? I'm trying to think of the song. I have I have no idea. Oh, so uh, in one of my sealed pools, also, I, I uh, also at one point I sang some Vanilla Ice for a card that's been around for a while, because <laughs> someone said they went opt, and I went collaborate and listen wow nice that that wasn't the song no the uh i had a deck one of my sealed decks of the pre-release had multiple tempest gins oh okay the blue 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 flying guy and i'm like oh man we could be like mono blue so let me see what else and we had double uh in bolus's clutches and i'm like oh ooh, okay like this is good and and then I looked what else I'm like, all right, what other like rares and stuff do we have? And I picked up a very large Leviathan and for whatever reason my mind went, My name is Chicka Chicka Slin Boda. Oh <laughs> I don't know why it reminded me of Slim Shady. I'm like Slim Boda. I guess it kinda does, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, because it's a little bit further of a reach. Collaborate probably... and listen. Ice is back with a. Also, if you get to play Time of Ice, <gasps> Ice is back with a grand. Oh, oh. my god! Oh, it's so nice. Because you bring your creatures back by bouncing them. But it was like you know, I cast a spell and they're like you know they flicked a card down. And they're like opt. Collaborate and listen. So. <laughs> anyway, I'm not too thrilled about any many of these blue cards. There's a there's there's a couple that I like. Like the genie, the genie of the lamp is kind of neato. I like that card. Like, I remember like people tr- when they're trying it out, like being able to get it out with, even with a signet, it does a decent impression of like a, like an ancient tomb, you know, casting it for five or sure. If you tap some other thing, like in theory, if you tap an equipment, but you don't tend to see many blue decks with equipment. Well, unless it's like a Geist of St. Traft, like, tempo deck. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it happens, it just doesn't happen, like, when you think blue deck and cube, you don't tend to think, mm-hmm. this deck has GT no, or something. Right. right. I'm gonna cast this card. I'm gonna cast Sword of Your Mom and Your Dad. Protect yeah. from your mom and your dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a card that I've liked. Again, I don't know how long it's gonna last in my cube, but it's essentially a big dumb flyer. Yeah, I mean, it's neat. I mean, I do. Uh, you know, it really, I mean, it might as well be a 5-6 flyer for 4. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, I would, I, I, you know, tapping the Signet, right, just right. Like, the makes it cost 5. Two mana instead of, makes 2 mana instead of 1. When casting yeah, it, it, it's doing an Ancient Tomb impression. Right, it does, like, back when, like, Artifact Lands would tap for 2 mana in mm-hmm. the uh, Affinity decks. Yep. Because it's like one for the affinity and one for the actual mana it makes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like how so. much does this mirror enforcer cost? And it's neat. One, I like two, that it's three. evocative of Fat Modi. Yeah, I thought that was cool. A nice little callback. 
Yeah, we dug that a little bit. I was going to use a Mahmoudi Jin for it as a proxy, but I was like, eh, I'll just, I'll just get the real one whenever. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't think it's prohibitively expensive by any stretch of the imagination. No, I think it's like a buck or something. So. And Antiquities War is fine. Like, I don't know, when I tried it, like, it's kind of one of those things where you, when, like, you look at a deck and a sideboard, and then you look at it being like, sometimes you'll see a card in the sideboard, it's like, okay, that was obviously incorrect, like, that was just, that was mm-hmm. just user error. And then sometimes you'll look at it and be like, okay, this person, like, definitely, or when you look at a card in the sideboard and be like, yeah, that makes sense, or, you know, it's like, yeah, that was the right call. Whenever I saw people put Antiquities War in their sideboard in blue decks, that's usually what it felt like. And I run more artifacts than a lot of people, so I don't, I don't know. It's just very slow. Right. And it's one of those, like, a lot of these kind of cards where, like, you look at the top X cards of a, of your library, there's been a few exceptions, like, like, uh, Oath of Nyssa and stuff, but it's, it's pretty, rare for that to happen when those kinds of, like, Augur Bolas is pretty awkward in cube. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I like, like, the Planeswalkers that have those abilities. Like, yeah, those well, at least neat. those, you get multiple shots at doing it. Right. And, like, Antiquities War, I mean, you in, you get two, but, like, yeah. it's just, it, it feels like the payoff just wasn't really there. Like, I've seen people say that they've liked it, but, like, I don't know. It felt like whenever it was in people's sideboard, I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, good call. I, uh, the card I like the most is probably just a reprint. Is it Ops? Which is Blink of an Eye. Oh, yeah. The, uh, just Into the Royal. Into the Royal times two, yeah. Right. With better artwork. Yeah. Yeah, Into the Royal's artwork kind of was poo. So, like, I like that card a lot. Like, Into the Royal's in my cube. Like, mm-hmm. so it's nice. Uh, you know, if you don't have into the royal, here's blink of an eye. It's fine. It's good. Yeah. I mean, let's say if you, I, I feel like it's a super great utility card. It's probably in most cubes of a size. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's if you have if you're not two running out of trouble, four mana draw card for it. Yep. And like get out get out of jail. Yep. In the blink of an eye. So yeah, I like that one. Uh, I like how Cold Water Snapper, if you look at the artwork, has like the the birds for scale. Oh yeah, the yeah. typical like birds for scale. And it does. Uh, it's a reference to Cold Snap. Is it? Yeah, apparently it's a reference to Cold Snap. I guess because of the name, like uh, okay. Cold Snapper, and there's like there's some artifact that talked about some excavation site 93 Alpha, which is you know reference to. Alpha right, the, and, the the card set when it came out. Right. Yeah, I was like, that's that's nifty, that's cool. Yeah, I like all the ones. Uh, Arcane Flight might have the best artwork. Yeah, that's true. It does have a cat. It does have. It's got a great picture of a cat. Yeah. It's got a great flavor text. What does the flavor text say again? I forgot. The Talarian Academies are known for their magical research, powerful sorcerers, and accidental destruction of ecosystems. Oh, yeah. Because the cat's got wings and it's going after the birds. Oh, poor cat. (laughs) Or poor bird. Poor bird, more like it. Yeah. Bird's like, ha-ha, you can't fly. Oh, crap. Uh Uh-oh. I did not plan for this. 
and accidental destruction of ecosystems. Yeah. So, so yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, I, I just like that card. I guess if you play the if you're playing some sort of uh what's the mechanic? Is it heroic? The one where you target it and it gets bigger? No. Oh, yeah. Like transforming strategies, like that card's neat. Like that card's freaking awesome on like Geist of St. Traft. Good lord. Yeah. Like for yeah, one true. mana? Good lord. Give it give it flying and a boost. Or, yeah, or so. flight. Mm. Yeah, this is certainly better than flight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, that power creeped out. Also, whenever I see the word retort, I can't help but think of Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, you were done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Allow me to retort. Yep. That's Again, another one of those... Wizards retort. Yeah. I was about to say, I don't know, it's another reference, like, I don't know how many people would get it in the wild. But yeah, so, it's, a, it's a good one. All right. Black has, Black some, cards. Good, Black has some good ones. There's, there's some, some nice, uh, yeah, man. Well, let's let's go for the obvious one. Let's start with cast down. Yeah. Which, by the way, now we have cast out and cast down. Yeah, that that seemed kind of weird, like, because you know, of course, the first one is oh, cast out. Oh, you can do the same thing with cast in it down. Oh, <laughs> cast down. I guess that works. Well, it doesn't quite work because the other because it's freak out, you know. So it's cast out, freak out. No, it's just changing. Oh, well, you can, we can make it work. <laughs> right, it's like a, the second layer of joke, you know, second layer song reference. But yeah, it's just a Doomblade for non-legendaries. Yeah. Sure. It, it's something... But it kills think, black ones. <laughs> yeah, it kills black black creatures. It, it is interesting just because of formats like Brawl, which I also find funny because Brawl and Brawl is like... Oh yeah, and, and the Brawl Brawl deck is probably the best deck. Yeah, I was about to say it's like oppressively good in that format apparently, but like brawl brawl. Yeah, it's just like calling someone a bro bro. What's up, yeah. brawl brawl? It seems like the when they're creating legends now, they're going to be doing it with that format in mind. Mm-hmm. So in theory, they'll either get pushed for like the like the cool angle, you know, like the 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 non spike angle. I don't really know the difference between Jimmy and Johnny and whatever. <laughs> Timmy, I don't know. Jimmy? The non, the I don't non-spikes. know who Jimmy is. <laughs> Jimmy, Bimmy. Johnny, uh, Johnny's the combo player. Yeah. Vorthos is the flavor guy. Yeah, Vorthos is flavor. Spike is the, you know, the competitive yeah. gamer. And yeah, Timmy, is the, Timmy is the the EDH casual. I like dragons. Player. Yeah, it seems like they're both like non-spike. That's I usually remember. It's like the the non-spikes, and then spike, and then like. So it seems like they're gonna get pushed. Legends are gonna be, get pushed either for that angle, or mm-hmm. for the spike angle, and inevitably, some will end up on the spike angle, and inevitably they'll end up in cube. So like I think I crunched the numbers, and on a pure numbers basis, I think it was something like, you know, go for the throat was the best and then like this and then doom blade mm-hmm. and gotcha. but i guess there's something to be said too about like the tempo you gain from killing a six drop as opposed to like a one drop with one of these sure and there's like more expensive legends or something but i i don't know i i'm playing also this in cube, the... but like it, it it matters a little bit differently because you're maybe more likely to i don't know you yeah. know i don't know what the comparison is to like constructed right so kind of constructed maybe 
there's 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 deck building constrictions on constructed because you can only have one legend in play. So how many do you put in your deck? Where cube yeah. is just like, hey man, well I got this legend, it's going right going right in. Let's yeah, I'm, go. just, I'm just playing it. It's, right it's also yeah, and it's like I'm not sure about like the the benefit or whatever gained in killing like a low cost thing versus a high cost thing because if you're killing like a one drop but you need to it's well right you then, right alive. right then then obviously the worth is there right so yeah it's kind of weird but yeah I definitely am playing cast down for the time being yeah no card sweet yeah. no no arguments for me that's for sure what do you think of divest. I probably like Divest less than most people. Hmm. I'm a little surprised because you like peeking stuff. I do. I like looking at people's hands. Yeah. But I never even considered playing Ostracize. Oh, that card because that card's meh. So yeah, artifacts. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of what the value in taking an artifact is. So that's so that's my one side of comparison is like would I play Ostracize? Nope, not interested in ostracize. Okay, but what if you can take artifacts too? And I don't have an answer for that yet. I think for artifacts, it helps with matchups more. Like it helps I think you it's good because you can take ramp cards. Yeah, like you can take ramp cards and whatnot. Like in matchups where, say, they only have five creatures, like they'll have however many mana rocks and, and other artifacts... I was going to say, like, maybe three. I don't know. I'm trying to think of how many Signets a deck would want or something, in theory. And I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, for me, that's where I need to, I need to, I don't know, either see some data, crunch some numbers, do something to see, like, how, how much better this is than... Than Ostracize? Than Ostracize. That's yeah. what's going to solve it for me. Like, Duress is a no-brainer. Yeah, because of it's such a wide swath of cards. Mm-hmm. Same with like Inquisition. Yeah. Same thing with Inquisition, and because of the te- the tempo nature of Inquisition, Thoughtseize, Dur. But yeah. this one, I just don't know. And like I said, maybe I'm missing the boat, but I I need I don't know. I've liked I, I it so far. I need some amount of convincing. I think. I've liked it so far, but again, it's another card that you know. Could be could leave my cube in a year or something. Mm-hmm. It is one of those things where you don't tend to see many one mana things, like like say two mana burn spells are a lot easier to print nowadays than like one mana discard. It seems like. Hey, and it references fallen empires on the card. It does, yeah. Which I thought was cool. Yeah, yeah. did you see that they, there's like every single set name is in the flavor text across the across the set. Oh, nice! Yeah, someone put nice. together a little, uh, a little uh, a collage like a box or something oh, of okay. uh, all of the flavor text and where they name all of the different sets. Oh, that's cool! Mm-hmm. Nice. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, in te- you know, very, very intentional. Yeah. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Like I said, again, yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of I'm going to say this a lot, but like, I'm certainly not going to fault other people for playing it. But I just personally am not convinced yet. Mm-hmm. That works. As I say that, and my cat moans across the room. Oh, oh did you see the picture to, I sent you by the way? I did. Yeah, he was. I can't move the mouse because because of that. 
Yeah, they have a habit of doing that. Yeah, there's like I, I've taken yep. more naps than I than I care to admit because I didn't want to get up and disturb the cat. Oh yeah. Like, oh, cat's laying on my lap. I sh- I can stay here for for you extra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like Ooh, I want to get, uh, uh, huh? get up and get a gla- glass of water, but mm-hmm. yeah. but the cat is so comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's like no, I don't want to get up. And it's like Fine. a little portable space eater. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. What do you think of uh, I, I, I've done these two, so you you in theory should get two picks. Well, I, I, I've looked through a lot of the cards, and, like, I do like, again, an, another kind of outside pick. I don't know. I really I, – I like it for standard way more than I like it for, for cube. Um, but I don't like Knight of Malice as much as I like the white one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the other card I was specifically talking about was Fungal Infection. Yeah, that card's pretty nice. It's not. It's I kind of uh, like that card. Yeah, something about that card, man. It's it's a know. nice little two for one when it works. It, right. It's it's got the, it's got a lot of two for one potential. Also, it's got a lot of potential just to like one mana trade with an X two. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, also I can't look at the name and not think of the 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 stupid guy on the commercials that grabs the person's big toenail and lifts it up like the hood of a car. On like the uh, the medicine commercials, like I'm Digger, I'm the you know the fungal infection that lives in your big toe or whatever it is. Oh, and on the yeah. commercial, he grabs the big toenail and lifts it like a car hood, and I cringe every single time oh, I see it. Yeah, I can't see fungal infection and not think of that. Yeah, so there's that's... there's a little bit of like discomfort associated with the name. I never thought of that, but that makes true. That was... I'm pretty sure his name was Digger the Demaphrodite or something like that. What? But yeah, I, I, I'll find it. I'll take. I mean, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. It was like I'm a fungal infection digger. The dermatophyte bang. Wow. It's a Lamisil commercial from 2003. Oh God, that's 15 years ago. Wow. Wow, that is 15 years ago. Oh my God. That's insane. yeah. And he wow. lifts the toenail like oh. oh, oh. Anyway. Uh, wow. But the, the legendary, you had a couple legendary creatures here listed. I actually have not sat and looked at these. So, yeah. oh, okay. which one do you like better? Do you like the the knight or the demon better? I like the the knight better. Okay, so let's read this one. I'll I'll, I'll read it with you because I really haven't paid that much attention to this card. Okay, this is Jozu Vess. Lich ignore knight. the ignore the flavor text on it. It doesn't have flavor text. There, there is. <laughs> oh, the old six mana kicker. Yes, yeah, just, just kind of whatever. That's All right, fine. So, two black, black, four, five, legendary zombie knight, menace. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty solid card. That's a pretty good rate. <laughs> this, you know? this your distractive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, additive distraction. Additive distraction theory from earlier. Yeah, yeah, just like kicker five and a black and make what like eight dudes with menace. Yeah. Kicker five and a black. Create eight two two black zombie night creature tokens with menace. Yeah, that's yeah, and I think that's it. And that's one of those things where it's like, again, it's kind of a unique thing, where it has like this really unique effect, and it's a very big effect that you don't tend to see too often. Where it, 
when, when you see something like that, it's easy to just zoom in on it. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, let's look at this. Like, let's... Man, I'm never doing that. Also, yeah, like, it's so many words you literally miss. I overlooked where it said menace the first time I looked at this card. Are, are you being serious? Well, like, yeah, because it's just like, here's two lines of text about kicker. Yeah. Here's four lines of text about what kicker does. Mm-hmm. My I'll... eyes are drawn to those, and yeah. I went, like, right past menace. Yeah. Four five for four of menace, and not too shabby. Yeah, that's pretty solid. And then you support the art of if you port the a black mana, the, a black attacking deck. Then yeah, it's, yeah. It's also got the little night tribal and a zombie tribal, which I do yeah. like too. I I don't know where I put those now. Like uh, I actually end up. Do you remember in Legends the card Headless Horseman? Of course. Yeah, I got like eight of those as as his tokens. Nice. Yeah. I don't know where I put them because I know I've had them today. To take, I took a picture and posted on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> it's probably around here somewhere. But I was just like, I could use these other knights, or I could just use headless horsemen's because they. I was like, what's a zombie knight in Magic? And then looked it up on uh, ComboDeck.net, which I th- which shout out to ComboDeck.net by the way. That's a pretty good. Like the name is kind of awkward, but uh-huh. it's a really good. Uh, search engine site for magic, kind of like magiccards.info. Mm-hmm. But it lets you type the search strings. Like if you want to look, for example, say like like a BB zombie, like if you want to look for black, double black zombies, nice. just do that and you just find it. You don't have to go into advanced or anything. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like that's, a lot of people use Scryfall as their search uh-huh. engine du jour, but most of the time it's combodeck.net and then like nice. Scryfall. I did not know about this. I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah, it was. It's. I remember it was kind of making the rounds a little bit, and then once Scryfall got more popular, people didn't talk about it that much. Gotcha. But I mainly use Scryfall if I want really high res pictures. But other than that, uh-huh. the combo deck is just much better. IMO. Okay. Yeah. On the so, spreadsheet, I, I included a little link for you. Uh oh. Of Digger Third Dermatophyte. Oh oh jeez. If you have not seen it or remember it, oh, hey. I just oh, watched I it this. the first ten seconds. And I'm just as horrified. I want you to go ahead and watch it right now on live. Wow. And I want to hear your reaction when you see it. Ah. I got fast-forwarded by it. Okay, let's do this It's like like right, go all the way to the beginning. It's like five seconds, ten seconds in. He's talking for a bit. That's right. It doesn't matter. Oh, hello. Yeah. Yeah. He just kind of lifted it up. It's super uncomfortable. (laughs) He just kind of just, like, lifts it up. I expected a little more tension. Oh, God. It's horrifying. It's horrifying. Yeah. That's... I, I am not a person who is visually disturbed by things. That, that, one. that one gets me a little bit. It just makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, oh. man. Oh. That's a... God. That's a... That's a fungal infection. Oh, God. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, I was like, oh, yeah, he lifted it. All the talking I did about it did, did not do it justice of when I just went and watched it again. And yeah. I'm horrified again. So, yeah, you anyway. would think it would have a little more, like, he would need to, like, do a little more oomph to do it, but he's just like, yoink, just lifts it up. Nope, nope. Yeah, it just, just nope. goes up there. It just goes in there. Oh. It's really gross. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty sick. All I right, really like, I really like, uh, the, uh, the demon at all. Eh, whatever. Like, I remember somebody had Josu Vest in, like, a black aggro deck, and, you know, it was like, you know, 15, 16 lands or something, and it never, you know, cat, getting to 10 mana was a pipe dream, but yeah, who please. cares? It's just like, okay, I'll just bash you over the head for for four right. turns until you die. 
But yeah, that card's great. Uh, Bells and Lock, I don't know, he's fine. Like, eh, I think Frank big, Carson probably did the math. Big random dude. Yeah. He's, an, he's Whatever. another not Grave Titan. In a world of non-Grave Titans, he's another one. But yeah, he's he's fine. Whatever. What do you think of uh, Fight with Fire? Oh, oh no, wait, moving no. Around. I mean, there's not much else, like... Yeah. Rexian scriptures Tor- is fine. Yeah, scriptures is fine, but eh, whatever. Fine. Torgar, whatever. whatever. He's fine. Doesn't doesn't have evasion at all. Yeah, he's he's a weird card. He's a weird card. Oh oh yes, I found it. I found the headless horseman. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I got. I think the store had eleven of them, and I just mm-hmm. bought them out because they were like ten cents each. I'm like, okay, why not? But yeah, like, Phyrexian Scriptures is, you know, essentially a Wrath with Suspend 1, kind of. Right, you get to save one of your own... It's 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 the Brawl from Hearthstone, but you get to save your own guy if they don't have uh, artifact creatures. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Right of Bells in Lock just looks terrible. Why does he... I cannot look at that card and see it being a sun behind his head. I see it as him having, like, a Kung Fu Panda, like, Chinese hat on. That sounds right. I'm going to look at it again, because it's been a while. Because I look at this card, and all it looks like is he's wearing like one of the domed uh, hats from China. Yeah, it does. Or, or Asia right. somewhere. I, I cannot yeah. see the fact that it, it literally looks like he's got one of those hats on with like streamers hanging from his hat. It does. I yeah. can't unsee it. I, I can't. Yeah. It's so it's like Hazaret the Pervert on the... Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't unsee it. Yep. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that, can't unsee. The drawback. Would you... No, I was gonna say if you get the third chapter up front and then you make the dudes, would you like it anymore? If you just got to make a four mana six six flying trample, yeah. If you got the dude up front, yes, yeah, so of the... course. Who cares about having other creatures? Like, if you're in a aggressive deck, you're like, fine, I'll take six. Well, you take six. Mm-hmm. Ideally, they're let lower life total than you anyway. So, like, maybe it's just a finisher. And ideally, you have other creatures. Mm-hmm. So. Heck yeah, I would play that card. But not this one. But not this one. Settle the Score also just seems like a awkward pro- proliferate card. Right, and it's Sorcery Speed, too. Yeah. Uh, it's a little awkward for mana. Like, yeah. I've considered the uh, the one from uh, Ixalan, the Exile Planeswalker or Creature Gain 2 Life. Oh, I have Raska's Contempt. Yep, but yeah. mainly because it's instant speed, and yeah. it gets a Planeswalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Yeah. Meh. We can move on. Yeah, I was about to say, what's there in... Oh, there's Yargul, LOL. Yeah. Whatever. Shrug, I don't care. <laughs> uh, What do you want to talk about in red? All right, well, you mentioned Fight with Fire. I mean, I think I was just autopiloting, honestly. Yeah, I, I don't need to talk about Fight with Fire. What do you want to talk about need... the, the red elephant in the room, Jaya Ballard? <laughs> yeah, so... When I try, uh, don't so, don't like. So when I tried this out on that day when the spoilers came out, like I I you know pretty much was on my phone looking at a text sheet, so I was just you know looking through it, and Karn was pretty obvious. I was like, okay, let's try out Karn. Uh, let's try out Bodyguard. Let's try out uh, Jaya Ballard because she's a planeswalker. Sure, why not? She didn't even make it through the end from then until, like, I wrote the article. Like, I ended up 
just I think I it was one of those you know spur of the moment replacements. I'm like, okay, let's try you know because I was doing this on the fly. I'm like, all right, I'll take out six mana Chandra for this, and it was Jaiball was really bad. She was just really bad. Yep, not not a fan. Not I don't fan. like how her second plus one. It doesn't even get you up cards. It's just right. discard up to three and then draw that many. So if you're doing one Hellbent, you don't get any card advantage. And you're not up cards. And I guess it goes without saying that like you want to put this in a deck with a lot of spells. Right. And like if you do that, or if you do a combo kind of thing. But let's be realistic when... You know, just like a lot of these cards, like the big mana decks, they're pretty narrow, and not many red decks want these kind of things. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like the blue tempo cards, like the Merfolk, which I think is a fine creature, but it's just like not many blue decks want it. Not many red decks want this. Nope, nope. There are like board control red decks, perhaps. You know, yeah. like the uh, the, the, the wildfire the decks. decks and the bonfire decks and the what's his name decks the uh, wildfire and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff but nope nope yeah. not interested not however really. there is a card i do like a lot in this color oh that is not on your list ah interesting i was gonna say well, actually it is on the list but it's not highlighted and that's oh, goblin okay. chain whirler i ended up trying that guy and was really underwhelmed by it like i like the fact that he's got first strike i like the fact that he does damage to the opponent Mm-hmm. And the planeswalkers and the creatures. And your little dog too. And right. And that it allows them to attack through four toughness guys. Because everything's, you know, getting a man getting a damage hung on them. But why would it attack through four toughness guys? Like, so yeah, I guess it can't attack because it only does it when it comes into play. Yeah. But I don't know. I I I like this card more than I like some of the other ones. Maybe it's just because of uh my, my and constructed, I, I like him a lot, but because he's got a lot of nice interactions. But yeah, I don't know. I, I certainly want to try it. I like triple red more than I like triple white as a casting cost. Yeah, but yeah, the triple uh, the triple cycle has been weird. Like the triple black one, like dread shade compared to Geralt's yeah. messenger is just like, oh, right. Yeah, not interested. Yeah, I was like, what is what are you doing? I guess right, you know not, it's supposed to be nostalgia for not super uh, interested. Nintendo Shade, but yeah, like sure, uh, sure, sure. And then Tuco Shade's probably not in my cube anymore too. So, no, I haven't you know. played that in years. But eh, I mean, it's, it's okay. I, I I would like to try it. That's what. Yeah. That's where I am with the card. I think when I tried it out, I was just kind of underwhelmed by it, and I was just like, this doesn't really seem to be doing too much. But yeah, the other know. card I'm curious is if uh, Squee the Immortal is any good. I were trying it and just it was just so clunky. It was just like, okay, you get this three three. Because like no, a, you get this two one two one. If well, you know, three, except three. for I got, it's, if there's a sacrifice theme, if there because you know a lot of black sections are sacrifice heavy now, you know, or like the goblin bombardments and things like that. Like obviously it's super slow. You know, three three yeah. mana for one damage or whatever. But yeah. like I don't know. Like is there is there a home for it in the fact that you just always have a creature available? Like, I mean, you really cast? have to be. I, I don't know. Like, I remember when I was trying it, I was just so clunky. It was just like it. 
it, it sounds so cliched, but it just doesn't do enough. Like, it's just a 2-1. Like, it's uh, it's not a 1-1 at least, but mm-hmm. it was just so clunky. It was just like, cool, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, I like it's I do one like of those cards I like to think about, but I you know, yeah, not sure how, if if and when it. I quite like Varric's though. Varric's Ver- blade one. Yeah, it's just a four four flyer for four. That card seems great. And then like you with can with kick upside it. to be uh, you know uh, what's his name Dragon Broodmate Dragon. Yeah, you can with make it for one broodmate. more mana. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where, like, you know, if you if you say something like. It's not good enough at four mana, and it's not good enough at seven mana, so it's bad. Like, it, it kind of discounts the flexibility, and I and I, that may just be because it's so hard to quantify. Because it's very easy to look at something like at the four mana mode, and you have very easy things to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Like you can say like four mana four four flyer. You have Thunderbreak Regent, and you have cards like Hell Rider or something, and then at seven mana you have I can't think of seven mana red creatures like uh Stalking Vengeance or sure. whatever. You know, just garbage like that, but you don't really have an easy there's not like a plus whatever thing you can add for the flexibility. Like you can't say the ability to kick it is worth so much mana or sure. it's worth this much toughness. Like it's it's not really something you can have a direct analog for. Same thing with, like, Flashback, which is why, like, some it's very easy to discount those kind of cards, like the flexibility and whatever. All right. I'm, I'm going to hit you with a question. You ready? Oh, uh, okay. Varix Bladewing or Rekindling Phoenix? Uh, you know, I, I, I'd probably say Phoenix. Okay. But I really like... I liked Varix when I was playing it, but I also really liked Phoenix. Mm-hmm. If I had to say, like, Shot in the Dark, I'd probably say Phoenix. Okay. But, yeah, they're both very good. But, again... Yeah, and these are both recent, you know, four-drop red flyers without drawbacks. Yeah. It feels so weird. Like, remember Lava Hounds was a thing? Oh, yeah. Tabloid and now nice. it's, like... It was, like, yeah, four mana, four, four haste when it came to play Adult 4DU... Like, yeah, that is quite the. And then, uh, and, then and then they went the other way and we got Flame Tongue Kabu. And they're like, yeah. all right, we got to we got to dial this back a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's just kill something for four mana. Oh. Yeah, lava hounds, like man. Participate. What? <laughs> what? Why are you talking behind my head? No. So, yeah, I mean, I like it. Four four. Yeah. You know, it. I, I like something that's flying and not five mana. Yeah. With no drawbacks. Yeah. So I think both of those creatures, I, I think, are very nice. I have not obtained these, the Phoenix yet. I had a, these weird re- other red cards. The all the fir- these three like fight with fire, first eruption, flame of Kill, They're weird. They are. I, I like to look at the. I think. When I look at those, the, especially the sagas, what I think often is, first of all, first eruption, I look at it and I go, I don't understand this card. Yeah, it's weird. I'm like, why? Why would I care? Like, I, I haven't figured out yet why I want it. Flame yeah. of Keld speaks to me of a constructed deck. Mm-hmm. Because there is like the 
if you're familiar with modern, like the eight whack deck, yeah. which is like all the like the low end goblin decks, that you can play this. I'm because pretty sure you get to just picture... like discard your hand, draw extra cards, and then you have a bunch of freaking goblin tokens. And yeah. it says if a red source you would control. Guess what all your little idiot one ones are? Yeah, like that all deal three now. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that card in that context. I kid you not, though. I I don't know if you saw just saw it. I post it was posted on MTG Goldfish. I mean, it was a instant deck tech. So okay. I don't even think those. But it's essentially eight whack with flame of Keld. There you go. Yeah. I, I can, yeah, I don't, I can, like I said, I can definitely see it in that context. That's that's the first thing I thought of for that. But like and for like in cube because I opened up actually opened up a foil Russian one. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, my my foil Russian opens of cards that were possibly cube relevant were like Flame of Keld or Constructor yeah. relevant, uh, Knight of Knight of Grace. Yeah. Which I mentioned earlier, and then the Teferi, yeah. which is like, yeah, we'll we'll get to that one later. Yeah, Oof. that's a. That's a. Yeah, for some reason, yeah, this, this instant deck tech it shows like the deck and showed somebody had it, but it didn't say if it, you know, had any record or how it did. I don't know. I, I'm sure it five would an online league or something like that. Probably. That's my guess. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's an interesting card though. But I like that you know for red for me the red the most interesting part of the red cards in this set are the reprints. I'm trying to think of what the reprints are, aside from uh, Skizik. Siege Gang Commander? Oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Uh, also, Skirk Prospector? Yeah, that flavor text is great, too. So. It's kind of like all this weird stuff is going on, and he's just kind of doing his right. thing. So, yeah, those those two, to me, are like, wow, I, I that's really cool. Oh, and Goblin yeah. Warchief. Yeah, Warchief, too, yeah. Now so like to playable. me that's like super interesting. It's just like oh wow, now we mm-hmm. have access to to War Chief and Prospector and like Siege Gang Commanders and and available and standard. And, and standard now. Like yeah. I, I'm trying to think like I'm pretty sure that's card seen play every time it's been in standard. Yeah, I, that sounds right. Yeah, we make Boat Brew again. Like right, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's just like all right. Well, so to me that's that's the more interesting part about Red. But yeah, you should scroll up to uh, Gitu Journey Mage, and then. Okay. Look at, think of him or her serving a pizza because that's what it looks like. Oh yeah, with the big hat on. Hey. Yeah, yeah, like the the you know using a pizza whatever thing, the wood panel thing. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. yeah right, 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 right. Like yeah, they're the the uh, the uh, oh why peel? why can't they the peel? Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. That's that's, that's what I was, they posted on Channel Fireball's tweet Twitter account and I was like yeah that makes sense. Yeah, red's kind of weird. It's in this yeah. weird space and, and where, you this, and you get this big, huge, like mythic planeswalker name that's been known forever, and mm-hmm. it's just like, and she sucks. Eh, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, how about green? There's a worse oath of Nissa. Uh, there's a one. Uh, one of my former favorite uh, Kavu cards, Kavu Titan. There's just a better yeah. one now. He he grew up. Doesn't tap the attack sure. anymore. Yeah, there's that whole story with Mark Rosewater. I'm yep. pretty sure I had to have told that story on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah you definitely did. Yep, we talked so, about that. Yeah, I, I've I actually like this card in Q. Like it's again, it's 
base mode might just be like a five mana five five. But I mean, it's vigilance and trample too. Is yeah, quite five nice. mana five five vigilance trample. I mean, it's at, at both points in the curve. It's very good. Like I, I played Kabu Titan for a long time yeah. in my cube, a long time, probably longer than I should have. Yeah, that's all right. Like Bits. thoughts on territorial Allosaurus? I think I think when I tried it, it was just okay. Well, it yeah. falls into the, just like the big dumb creature plan, right? It's just like, hey, at least, yeah. it, at least it's a creature above curve. But at least it's a removal spell at seven. But yeah. at seven, do you need a removal spell? Yeah. On your phone? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. 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 I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think of Steel Leaf Champion? The 5-4 I mean, for three. Yeah, it's like the biggest Wooly Thoctar. Yeah, man, I think Wooly Thoctar on pure, was... On what's pure, the name? The other one, with the, the mono green one, was a 4-5, not a 5-4. Yeah. I think on pure rate, this is probably... Yeah, Leatherback Bailoff. I think on pure rate, like it's probably one of the pound-for-pound pound strongest ones. Right, because, I mean, literally, think of all the openings of, like, turn one elf, turn two this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, how many... Can't be blocked by creatures with power two or less? Like, mm-hmm. mm, might do a lot of damage pretty quickly. Yeah. I guess it definitely is... It has keyword big. And in green, especially, it has keyword... Very good chance of it being cast on turn two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much higher than any other color. Yeah. Yeah, especially, uh, like you said, with mana rocks and everything, or with uh, mana with elves. elves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, that's another card, right? Much like two mana, two ones for one, without big drawbacks. Like, one mana, like, Lanor Elves, the Arbor Elf, whatever elf. You know, there's four of them, right? That make green mana, ostensibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds right. Like, because there's Arbor Elf, Lanor Elves, and then it's two reprints. The Ice Age one and the the M version one that came out. Elvish, Elvish Mystic? Mystic. Yeah. So, like, and, you know, and granted, that's way more than other colors, and four is not a lot in a cube or whatever, but, you know, if you're if you're the green deck, you're grabbing it. Mm-hmm. Because Lanor Elves are sweet. Yeah. So, like, I kind of like it for that reason. And, like, I I think Green 3 is another one I'm not super thrilled about. It's just okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, uh, that's like, what, Courser? Yeah, and... Courser. I'm playing the one that makes a bunch of, makes, like, it's a zero one, and it makes just, like, a ton of mana for creature spells. Like Summerworld Sage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that card a lot. That makes mana. That, that card is a must-kill, because you do not want to be like, yeah, what's the worst that can happen? Hmm. <laughs> What could possibly go wrong? Right, right. I get this removal spell. What can possibly go wrong? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. dead. Mm-hmm. And you're dead. So I do like I do like that one quite a bit. Um, yeah. But like you know, all the other ones are just like you know, like was that Leatherback Bayloth was just like a four or five. I'd yeah, rather play whatever. a five four that's hard to block than a four or five. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's that's a quote easy swap but that's a swap I would just, I just feel like that's an upgrade like yeah yeah. We're, yeah we're doing this so uh you also had Moltani as yeah a, it's as a flag. I don't it's I, I think it's an, it, I don't care that much yeah it's yet another six that's not a titan and not that great yeah and like there's some other there, we've actually had some sixes recently that actually are pretty decent so yeah went for a long time with just like one and a half because I'm not a yeah. big fan of the landfall one that makes four fours. 
Yeah, it's usually more of a seven mana card than a six. Right, and then, you know, we've gotten some other ones recently, at least, you know, the Green Warden or whatever, at least get a couple of uh, Eternal Witnesses along the way. Mm-hmm, yeah. I like that card better than I like the Landfall one, so. Yeah, the Sapling, Sapling Migration's not bad. It's just like a token yep. generator with upside. Yep. That, that's what my deck had when my opponent played a uh, stupid Baird. Baird, my, yeah. My, deck had, my sealed deck had four of them. Wow. And I had, like, a bunch of charges. I had multiples of the uh, Sapperling Champion, the two-mana 2-2 two, two Sapperling Champion guy. Mm-hmm. The Spore Crown Thalid or whatever Yeah, Spore Crown Thalid, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, my deck was like, man, I'm like, this is great. And then we died. Like, oh, here's Vigilance. And then we died. And then we could not cast down, cast out. Cast, whatever. cast out, down. Uh, uh, freak out. Seal away. Ste- seal away. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like Spore Swarm is kind of a nod to maybe Sprout yeah, Swarm. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I like Untamed. I mean, like I said, like Untamed Kavu is neat. Yeah. There's not that many great green cards in the set. Nope. nope. How about some multicolors? So it, it seems like the best ones are are uh, blue-white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I literally think... All three of the blue-white cards, I think, and I think there's only three. I yes, literally right. would be not embarrassed to see any of the blue-white cards in someone's cube. Yeah, like the upside on Oath of Teferi is pretty huge. Yeah, it, like blink something and then activate it twice. Like, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. So what you're telling me is, is I'm like, okay, like I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna blink it, and then this other thing. I'm gonna activate it twice, and then I'm gonna get my blink thing back. Like, jeez, jeez, mm-hmm. jeez. But yep. I, I do like the other two cards better, certainly. Yeah, I think Raph is actually very... It's definitely... Uh, it seems like it's the best of the cycle. Three, three. Yeah. I'm okay. I, I like all, That's almost enough for me to want to play it. Let alone... Yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, cast all these other spells as if they had Flash, which is like, a great thing for Blue Mages, right? Because you just don't mm-hmm. want to... You just don't want to... You'd rather not tap mana on your turn if you don't have to. Like, I've heard people not like it because you can't, if you do a Planeswalker on you their turn. You can't activate it. But Who cares? As, as you, I was about to say, as you said as you said before, don't play bad magic. Right. Like, if it's I, in your interest to cast Teferi and then tuck something versus cast it on your opponent's end step, and right. it's worse to cast it on your opponent's end step, don't be dumb and be like, I'm going to cast it during my end step when it's worse. It's like, no, you have this option now. Don't is be, it... What's the card that lets you activate the Planeswalkers on their turn? Is that the Chain Veil? Uh, or is that the blue know. Planeswalker champion Teferi, the old one? I think it might be the, the Teferi from the Dom... Whatever... Uh, whatever Commander one. Six-mana Teferi Planeswalker guy. That's his name. <laughs> uh, Temporal Archmage? That sounds right, I guess. Yeah, you get the emblem where you can activate them. So if you have Temporal Archmage <laughs> and this and the Oath, yeah, you're, you're like, uh, so I'm gonna activate this ability twice on your turn. I'm gonna activate this ability twice on my turn. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this game will go swimmingly for you if I'm activating my Planeswalkers, same Planeswalkers, four times per. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this seems like it'll be it'll end well. That's right. I'm sure this will go well. It seems like a super comical, uh, super comical. What's his name? Uh, 
casual type thing. No, Raph, yeah. uh, Raph seems great to me. Yeah, I'm he's, completely he's awesome just like waiting good. your mana and just like, you know, like if you don't, because literally if you don't need the Acceler, like there is no difference like casting your mana rock on your turn unless you're using it for something else immediately. Like to just kind of like cast this for two and then cast this for two and then just kind of tap. But you can do that on their turn too. Mm-hmm. And just wait, like you know what I mean, like that 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 whole aspect. And like I said, I'm not super excited by by blue white cards as it is. Yeah, but like my blue white cards are just like eh, yeah, whatever, they're okay. Yeah, and it's like also you don't quote unquote need an artifact theme or like no. yeah, you just need a. I mean, it fits well into blue white decks yes. anyway. Artifacts, legendaries. There's a lot yeah. of those in blue decks. Yeah, as it turns out. As it turns out, there's a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. Like most blue white control decks, you know, have a decent amount of that kind of thing going on. And even if like you don't, I mean, that's still fine. Like whatever. Sure. Well, and it also lets you like if you have a planeswalker too. That's not maybe it's a little less good at defending itself. You just you don't have to cast it on their turn and expose it. Mm-hmm. You can just cast it on your turn instead. Yeah, and it's a fine. I mean, it attacks for three in the air. That seems good. It's whatever you know. Yeah. Like it's a non-embarrassing body. I would be significantly less interested if this were a two-two. Yeah. But like three is an actual like clock. Three is an actual size. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and the Teferi Planeswalker. Whew. Yeah, I like, like that. this card a lot. It's, I like it nice. the more. The more I play with it, because I've been playing a little bit of standard with it. The more I play with this card, this is kind of the blue-white control planeswalker that I wanted. I've been yeah. trying. I've been cycling through some other ones in recent years. Um, I went Dovin Bond, and I, I never liked Dovin Bond very much, but no. I, I did try for a while. Uh, Narset Transcendent, mm-hmm. and like the heavy spell deck, just as like a way to just generate more value fairly early on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like being able to give things rebound, like being able to. There are certain spells that you are just fine giving rebound to, you know, so and then, you know, being able to peel spells. But, you know, even then, like, okay, you know, I'm still only 60 percent, 55 to 60 percent lands, you know, or spells rather. So I I don't hit as much as I'd like to anyway. This card, however, the old replace itself, untap two lands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the untap two. Great. It's kind of like, uh, you know, those five mana planeswalkers like uh whatever reignited opnicholas uh-huh. and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, jace mm-hmm. but this is like definitely better at that but it's kind of fits that mold where it's like it, plus one do something minus whatever impact the board minus three minus, minus three defend itself mm-hmm, yeah eight like, hard to lose the game like yeah. the you know uh, you know it is a game winning What's his name as well? Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Which Jaya's is not. Yeah, really. Jaya's is just like what Path in okay. Flames, essentially. Right, my, right, right. Eternal Path in Flames. Woo. Which, yeah. which is really neat for, like, flavor-wise. Yeah. But, but this card? Woo. Yeah. yeah, he's nice. I like it as a... I've been looking for, like I said, and I've been... You know, if you want a Tempo Planeswalker, I think uh, Venser is better because of the blinking... And I think if you want a control planeswalker, which is I think what I really want out of the color combination, because blue white is such a strong control color identity, 
I feel like the Planeswalker should go very well with it, and mm-hmm. this, to me, fits perfectly. Yeah. Also, I might be slightly biased because I opened up a really neat, fancy one. Yeah, it is, it is a quite good card. But but it, I, I, I tipped off a bunch of people at the Open when I was there. Like I'm like, I have a, a friend of mine that was in uh, Taiwan as well, and I'm like, you should probably look and see if they have cheap Teferis. Because mm-hmm. at the time, they were only like 15. Oh, wow. And then after after one day of the Open or after the Open weekend, now they're 33. Nice. So I also did the same thing with Lyra. Like, hey, by yeah. the way, someone needed one for the Open, and I'm like, I don't really want to trade it because I'm pretty sure it's going to like double up this weekend. Yeah. And they're like, well, how about I give you this and this and this for it? And I'm like, deal. I guess. <laughs> I guess so. So like, sure, why not? So yeah, that as it turns out, it's you know significantly more even as I expected, but that's okay because I'm fine yeah. with making even trades too. Mm-hmm. I just did not want to trade it away at 15. So I'm just like, I'm pretty sure this is. Uh, so I don't know if you. It was like you know, younger kid, maybe 21, 22. It's like, youngin, you don't remember when Baneslayer Angel came out. Baneslayer Angel was a ten dollar card on like opening weekend, mm-hmm. and it never saw that price again until it got like close to rotating out after its reprinting. It was just like twenty five to fifty a yep. long time. So Yeah. Didn't 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 want to do that, so Yeah, poor poor Intelair. By the way, when I was looking for you know, because I want to look up white blue planeswalker when I went to that combo deck dot net page, mm-hmm. I literally typed UW Planeswalker and then press enter and then just changed like it it says like all mana cost or color and then planeswalker all card type card name, type, and just click those two, and it's like, bam. There it is, like, Dovenbon, Narset, Teferi, Venser, the Sojourner, the awkward pre-con, Teferi, Tamio, and then Urza, and you know, just ignore mm-hmm. the last two, because, like, that's not what I'm looking for, and that's it. Like, that's all I had to do. So, yeah, shout-outs to ComboDeck.net. Awkward, nice. awkward domain name, but good search engine. <laughs> I, I, will, I will look for that. My other... Uh... My other singable card is also in the multicolor section. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know, Adelie's like Adele. Mm-mm-mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. It's a red green. It's a red green card. Oh, man, is like the the Rada. Oh, Hala. Get your freak on. Get your freak on. Nah, 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 wow. nah, get your freak on. Because as soon as someone out, I'm like, holla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, there's Dari guys re- reignited. I mean, reincarnated. Re- yeah. <laughs> reincarnated and it feels so. No, no. Think quite the same. Not no. quite the same. That card seems very slow. Yeah. I, I was disappointed that. Okay. Not that disappointed that it was the eighth. Mythic in my uh, Russian box. Well, I'm assuming it's got to be worth something. Uh, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. It, it does have haste, though. Yeah, it That's does have neat. haste. Flying trample haste. It's, yeah. a, it's a lot. That is it a lot. Win, it does, does win games. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, not a big fan of Joyra. A yeah, too Bold- slow for me. Muldrotha, whatever. Muldrotha's a freaking EDH all-star. Yeah. That card is insane. The legendary, the legendary sorcery, which, you know, which they're all terrible. <laughs> There's no critical I, mass. I, I like I like Shauna, but there is no way I have room for that in green white. No. Green white is stacked. 
It also gives Sacked. for the quote unquote hexproof like. I would like it if it was, like, spells your abilities. Correct, and not abilities. Yeah. It's like, I'll... It's too good. That yeah. Matter, so. Slimefoot, LOL, I don't know, memes. Don't yeah, know. whatever. Y- like Yargle. It's whatever. Yeah, shrug. Tiana, I, I wish Tiana cost three, uh, cost four instead of five. I was supposed to say, I would love it if she cost three. <laughs> I'd play, I'd play yeah, that for four, sure. Four instead of five, I might be on board. Yeah, but this whatever... Because it'd be something else for red white instead of just burn your face, woo! Mm-hmm. Burn, but, burn it uh, Speaking of uh, planeswalkers, oh yeah, oh, I was gonna go into, I was gonna finish with that one, but mm. now yeah, it's might as well do it. Karn, that card's good. Mm. That Karn is good. Uh, yeah, I, again, I, I think we can save the discussion time for cards that actually need discussion. Yeah, like you don't need a quote unquote artifact deck for this. I, I don't know. Like your brain, like someone, you might look at it and be like. Draw wow, this, cards, it says. Yeah, it says draw cards. The only times when it doesn't, quote like, where the opponent gets a choice really matters is if it's going to die or you're going to die, and that's it. And I know it, it can be easy to get into that mind frame. It's like, your, your opponent gets the choice, so it's bad, because the game just ends right there. But unless that literally is going to happen, or if he's going to die, like, that, that is not based in reality at all. Just like... You don't need an artifact deck to make this thing good. Just it just pops out dudes, and if you, they do get bigger because you have more mana rocks or more artifacts, that's fine. But you know whatever. You draw cards, it defends itself, kind of. This card's good. Yeah, card's great. We actually yeah. uh, on the, at the team open this weekend played a, a copy in our affinity deck. How did it, how did and it work? It was real good. Nice. Because you know. When you play it, you usually make like a six six or a seven seven. Yeah. And you get to make two of them. Yeah. Before you have to do anything else. Yeah. So and it's like, and it stays alive after you make the two dudes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it feels like you're one of the only people who would be able to get this reference. Uh, do you remember the game, the Turrican series for like the Amiga? Wait, say it again. The Turrican, like Super Turrican, Turrican one and two, T U R R I C A N. Okay, hold on. Let me let me. I gotta look it up. I gotta see it. Okay. T U R I C A N. Yeah. It was a. It was like a. Oh yes. Of... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I re- yeah I remember it because it was a Commodore sixty four game. Yeah. Do you remember? Have you seen the tokens that Karn makes? Yes. Yeah. It looks like that. Yeah. I was about to say yeah. the dudes look totally like they are from Turrican. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and of course nobody gets it because kids these days. Right, because everyone's not nearly as old and knows Commodore sixty four games. Yeah. I think because I think the I think the sequel was the one that was made for Amiga, right? Uh, I don't know if the first one, maybe the first one was too. It was right. It was really late in like Commodore sixty four. I think uh, development. I don't know. Maybe it was only for Amiga, but I could have sworn it was sixty four. It was on sixty four. Yeah, it was on Commodore sixty four. But it was super late in its lifetime because like I used my Commodore sixty four through high school. Yeah, and I think it came out sometime in high school. Because it was soon after that that it became obsolete, like the it really got obsoleted. Yeah, it looks like it came out. I think out. it was also out for the Sega Genesis though too. Yeah, there was a port of I know it was on the SNES too. So like the original came out on the Amiga, Amstrad, Atari ST, Commodore sixty four, and the ZX Spectrum. Then in ninety one it came out on the PC engine or the Turbo Graphics. Uh oh, Turbo Graphics sixteen. Yeah, yeah, Game Boy and the Mega Drive. And then 92, it came out for the Amiga at CDTV, and then it got some other ports. I know it was out for the Super Nintendo, but, like, I know at least Turrican or Turrican 2, but yeah, that's, 
Released for the NES. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Turrican 2, C Amiga. Yeah. And I think there's a port of Turrican for the NES. I don't think the NES one had the, the amazing music, because that, ser- that game, oh my god. Those those games had amazing music. I feel like I should link to that, too. But yeah. Music from Turrican 2 is performed live by a full orchestra at the second symphonic game music concert in 2004. Took place in Leipzig, Germany. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Man, that'd be sweet. But yeah, Harn makes those dudes. They're but yeah, they look like Turrican. This card's amazing. Yeah, cards cards sweet. Yeah, artifacts. Um, uh, very it, interested. Troxos to me is is very interesting. The the only thing I think of when I think of Troxos is like a lot of quote unquote artifact decks and a lot of cubes are mainly like control decks or board control decks. Mm-hmm. And like the fact that the seven seven may not matter as much as like I'm gonna try it in my cube just because I've been pushing like artifact aggressiveness. Right, and I know right, and that's a, a kind of a fairly recent thing that trying to push the artifact creatures matter, or yeah. you know artifact aggro a little yeah. more. I don't know if that's. And, I, it feels like I'm mostly doing uncharted, like going across uncharted waters myself. Like I think Cranny was doing it, but right, I think that's the other person who I was I was thinking about. Yeah, but it's I think much, you guys had a discussion on Twitter about it. Yeah, but like. In like a generic like like say the blue white control deck that would play Raf, I'm not sure how good this would be in that deck. Like it would it would essentially be a big source of damage, you know. So I like this card more if you're playing powered, because you get to play things like Mishra's Workshop. Yeah, or just get free untaps with Mox and whatever. So. I, I kind of like I, I kind of like it better in that setting. I don't think I would play it in my setting, but I could see having more abusive ways to play this card early, so you can get more untaps out of it. Because let's be honest, you only need three untaps. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, if it untaps, like, it's like a you're literally attacking for 21 trample and three attacks. And then they did. So unless they can soak up a bunch of trample, but. They're pretty much. But dying. even then, you know, should it should be with the exception of you know eating a shatter, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> or it, a braid, right, right, yeah. exactly. Uh, with the exception of like eating a shatter effect, like this card is going to do a, a have a lot of business if you have ways to untap it. Yeah, and I I, it's, I think it's something I'm, I'm I didn't initially try out at first, but I thought about it, I'm like wait why am I not trying this out like especially with more artifacty stuff I'm like. So I'm gonna try it out and then see how it goes, but like, yeah, it's definitely huge. Like, it's it takes out or it tr- doesn't trade very often and just usually just takes out whatever. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. There's not a lot of other artifacts. I don't even know if like, Voltaic Servant is interesting to me. Yeah, I was. I'm actually kind of very, like when it when the uh, you know the text dump happened, where it was just you know it was at the release notes, so there was no rarities on it. And I think people were, like, there were some sites that were, I think maybe it was Mythic Spoiler or something, did, like, approximations on the rarities. And it had this as common. And I was like, I'm not sure if I buy that, because it also had, like, a Dauntless Bodyguard as common. I'm like, there's no way that's a common. Like, that's ridiculous. But I'm like, this is believable. So I put it in my Popper Cube. And then, you know, tried it out, and then this somebody drafted this really cool, like, mono-blue 
aggressive deck with Voltaic Servant, and it was absurd, you know, being able to untap a lot of stuff. But then it got confirmed as common. I'm like, dude, that's that's really sweet. I don't know how it would be in, like, most cubes, like, uncommons and up. Like I said, it's very interesting, and I guess, you know, like, obviously Time Vault, obvious, but... It definitely the, the aforementioned Troxos. Yeah, I was about to say Troxos. Yeah, that's a that's a combo <laughs> there. I think it definitely uh, has a lot of play. I mean, uh, also uh, vehicles. Yeah, that's definitely true. Not non heart vehicles, where you can then a- attack with them. So you can like, you know, attack with your uh, smuggler's copter. Mm-hmm. You know, untap it and, untap and be it. able to crew it again. Yeah. For you know, defense. I'm try it out. I actually have it on the top of a stack of cards I have on my desk. I've been I don't know how good it. it is, but it certainly seems interesting. Yeah, I'll try it out. I'll do that in And try. like three, and, and you know, and two mana, three toughness, like one three. One three fights a lot of the two ones pretty well. A two mana one three fights a lot of one mana two ones very well. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of... It's not useless in the early game. Yeah. I mean, he's a at the very guard. least, you can, like, pants it up, and it's got pseudo-vigilance. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I like, too, about it in that deck, too. It's just, worst case, it had vigilance. So, you know what? I'm going to try it know. out. Let's try it out tonight. We're going to try it out tomorrow. See how it goes. I've con- You've convinced me. Like, I was going to try Troxos anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's let's put that in. Put that in the. I'll figure out what to take out for it later. Box. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. Like I, I do think it's interesting. Yeah, so. it's a nice one. All right. Do you like any of the lands? Uh, I like Zalfer and Void, but the re- like a lot of these artifacts are just bad. Like Black Blade and blah, blah, yeah, blah, uh, yeah, not 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 really. Weatherlight. Many of them. Why does Weatherlight have to suck? It was supposed to be good, but it's not. Yeah, like it's as a turn. Like it's it's pretty good, but it's so much. Cruel. I don't know how good it is in cube. It's very good in the limited format because yeah. you're. You're likely hitting historic cards because there's so many of them. Yeah. But the, the cost is just the crew is so much. Yeah, crew I, three is is quite a bit. I mean, I, I really like Zalfrain Void in Cube. Like I tried it out and it, okay. it was it was surprisingly quite good. And that's just the colorless land that lets you scry one when it comes into play. Yeah, like it's it's certainly much better than junk like New Benalia or something. And like coming into Untapped is huge. Just letting you right. be able to, you know. You should be able to scry. It's you know? a, it, it's, it seems like a very fair card to me. Yeah? Yeah. It lets you sculpt your draws. It's nice even in, like, aggressive decks that just want to get rid of junk while they're curving out, which is cool. <clears throat> like, somebody had it in a mono-red deck and used that and, you know, was able to curve out and still just get rid of junk. <clears throat> I was like, that's cool. I don't know how if it's like you know OMG busted or something, but I mean it's it's a deceptively good card, which is like I said, it's a very fair and uh, you know unassuming land, but it's it's good. I like it. Gets a thumbs up, not the soda or Dandelion Burdock. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm intrigued by it. Yeah, give I'm it a try. I I also like uh, you know as I try to enable more colorless mana shenanigans. Mm-hmm. I do like having it around. Yeah. You know, like, 
moving to trying out for a while, trying out filter lands as my two some two color lands instead of a different cycle. Oh yeah, like That's instead true. of bounce lands, just to try something else, or instead of you know other cycles of lands, just to give more access to the colorless mana. If you want to cast things like Thought Not Seer or whatever, because yeah, the Wingding mana, strong cards. Yep, yep, Wingding mana. <laughs> What For sure. Of, what do you think of this memorial cycle? Uh, yeah. They're also expensive. Yeah, ETB tapped. They're awesome. I love to look at them. I love the flavor of them. Yeah, I think they're awesome. But not playing any of them. No. Like I'm not even playing them in Peasant Cube. Like I. Like just, I don't know which don't of them know, is the, too much. Like is the blue one. Is that even better than Blighted Cataract? Blue one is the best, I think, because you just get to, like, at some point in time, at the end of a turn in the late game, you just get to, like, use your mana to draw two instead. Is that even better than Blighted Cataract? I mean... I don't even know if it is. Like, I don't think so. Because that comes at least comes into play untapped. Right. But it costs seven instead of six. Yeah, or it costs. Yeah, I I don't because it's because it's six tap sacrifice instead of five tap sacrifice. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm not playing either, for what it's worth. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's like a so, the red blighted land. The the artwork on all the the new buddy lands are awesome. Yeah, those are great. I love the flavor text on the uh, bl- the hinterland harbor. I think our ancestors brought down a Frexian portal ship and then built our town on its hull. We're pretty proud of that. Yeah, like that's great. Yeah, the like isolated the, chapel artwork is amazing. Yeah, the ch- isolated chapel art's amazing. Like they've really hit it out of the park. The flavor stuff is so good. Yeah, even like. Uh, did you ever see the Dominaria trailer? Like that they it's like the YouTube video. They oh, right, right, I know what you're talking about. The one where like Tefri's an old man and there's mm-hmm. like this like woman that's saying, you know, you know, to and Tefri's like, this isn't my fight anymore. Like it's like I was just like when I saw it and I was just like, Wow, that's amazing. It just it just really feels like felt like really evocative. You know. Right. And I guess there's somewhat of a point, you know, just like you know, appealing to Dominaria to a lot of older players' sensibilities. I mean, it's essentially you know the the tagline of the of the set. It's one of the ones that isn't just like embarrassingly bad, like you know the ones for masks or something. It's like eat a potato or something. I don't even remember. Eat a potato. <laughs> Mercadian masks. Eat a potato. <laughs> Prophecy. Oh my god. Get get bored. <laughs> Prophecy. What Saviors of Kamigawa. How many cards are in your hands? Yeah. <laughs> that should have been the slug line. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> yeah. Why do you keep asking me the same question? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this I don't know, I think feel like this this set really like A, I think there's a lot of like non obvious cards. I think Josu Vess is a good example of a card that kind of hits on a weird axis and it's like, you know, you know, there's a reason why I said like, you know, just ignore that flavor text about the kicker and whatever. Like if it happens, it's fine. But, you know, just like that. And, 
you know, Karn, I think, is a pretty obvious addition just because it's, <laughs> you know, draws a card and creates dudes and whatever. But, like, personally, I really love the set. Like, yeah, there's a, there's a lot there's a lot to like about it, I think. I yeah. think there's a lot to like about it. So. I've, I haven't really heard people saying, like, this set sucks. Like, straight up, I don't think I've heard people say, like, this set is bad or whatever. Like, the overall impression that I've gotten is just, like, like, usually at least you'd hear some people, like, complaining or something. <clears throat> or, you know, just, like, feel they need to be contrarian and whatever. But this sure. shit is just... Hot, hot, take, hot takesmanship. Yeah, I was about to say, like, Joe, check out my hot takes or whatever. But, by the way, just to, to, to rewind a couple sets, mm-hmm. I don't remember what we said about Settle the Wreckage initially. I think we, I think were, we, we were somewhat okay positive on it. On it yeah. Because I had seen it in, like, limited play, and I was just like, oh, my God, the card was insane. By the way... That card's worthy of inclusion as a white four. Yeah, it's 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 been real good. It 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 is it is way better than I ever gave it credit for. Yeah, card is just. Yeah, it's a nice instant speed wrath. Yeah, and it it is not messing around either. Like the 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 exiling is 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 better than it has any right to be most of the time. I about to say, and it's kind it's one of the things that I talked about. Um, when I did the article on the set, is, like, when Judgment came out, you know, it was leaked on Moto at the time, and, you know, people pretty much figured out the metagame at that point, because it was, it was in the Moto source code, and, right. you know, it was like, oops, we messed up, and then, you know, it got shown there. And then, like, when the more recent spoils happened... People kind of had these snap judgments, but they didn't get refined until the cards came out. Like, you know, there was cards like, uh, you know, Birthing Pod, like Batterskull, Blade Splicer. I'm going to see if I can find the list, but it was something like that. And I think Settle Wreckage is one, too, where, you know, there's a lot of, like, baked in, and like, snap judgments. Like, okay, how's this card? Eh, you know, it's whatever. It's like, this. how's uh, Birthing Pod? How's uh, Dismember? It's like, whatever. How's the Taxing Probe? And just a lot of, like, snap judgments, and then, like, the views didn't really change with time. It was just kind of like, with the normal with the normal process, like, card gets shown, and then there's, you know, maybe some movement in the evaluation, and then, like, the pre-release happens, and then, like, people see it in the wild, like, on Moto or at the Open or something, and, like, those are moments of change. But, like, when New Phyrexia... I think I remember when it got spoiled. I think I even remember texting about it saying, like, Batterskull was, like, dumb. I was like, wow, this card's... Mm-hmm. And it, it, maybe because I love Living Weapon. But I remember thinking, like, wow, this card's really good. But, like, a lot of... And I'm not talking about cube people. I'm just talking about in general. Like, the general consensus with Batterskull was like, wow, this card's really good with Stoneforge Mystic. And, like, that's it. It was just, like, this snap analysis. Like, okay, that's it. Like, it's good with Batterskull... Or, you know, it's good with Stoneforge, that's it, game over, let's go to the next thing, and that's it. I don't know. So, yeah. I, I And it just makes me think, like, I don't know if something changed. Like, when Judgment came out, you know, people, like, it. I wasn't playing Magic at the time, so I didn't know. But my understanding was that, you know, people figured out what happened, and when the time, when the set came out, people figured out the metagame. But... With however many more Magic players there are in the universe now, and, you know, with all this extra time that, like, 
Ixalan had with some of the spoils Dominaria had, New Phyrexia had, it felt like there wasn't much development with the initial lead time, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. This is just, it was just something that I kind of thought of. I was like, what happened? Like, did pe- are people just not, you know, is the testing process different? Like, do people not try stuff as much now, or are they just waiting for like opens or something, or the pro yeah, tour? Yeah, well, and also, well, nowadays too, it's uh, things happen very quickly because so you want to you want to, you know, s- strike the iron, you know, strike while it's hot or whatever. So like. There's just like multiple standard events, like the first weekend, you know. Yeah. By the way, on a completely different topic, very happy to see Icy Manipulator in that. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's that art is. I don't know what I think of the new art. Like my personal favorites is the Icy Ice Age art. The, the bone hand. crank. Not that not that one. Uh, oh, it was a Mirrodin one, right? The Mirrodin. Yeah, the Mirrodin one's the other one. So there's the original one with the the hand holding the ball. Yeah, that one's there's solid. There's the Bone Crank, which is the Ice Age one. Yeah. And then there's the Mirrodin one, and then there's this one. Yeah. The thing, uh, two two observations about it, real quick, that I've been that you know want to say. One, I'm like, oh man, Icy Manipulator, oh man, and then like I play it like in like limited, and I'm like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> like, yeah, it costs four mana and one. Like, yeah, this card's pretty good. You but like, it used to be, it used to be like oppressive. Holy crap. Yeah. Icy, like icy manipulator. Oh my god, he found he found an icy. Oh god, I don't know if I can win. Like now, it's like significantly different. Now, granted, to be fair, like there are lots of creatures that are in, imminently iciable mm-hmm. in standard, like getting attacked with a hazard. Not yeah. fun. Like, luckily, you have a ton of ways to deal with it other than than that too. Um, but like, again, don't have to attack with it if you don't want to. Yeah. You can just use it to shock people every turn. The other thing is, did you read the flavor text of the new one? No, I did not. The flavor text is, ice may thaw, but malice never does. Huh. And it's like, mal ice. Uh, never does. Malice. Mal ice. This is bad. That's a so bad ice. ice thaws, but mal ice never does. It's bad. That's little, a- little... A little play on words a little, little bit there, too. So I thought it was like a, maybe a take on like Royal Assassin, how it's like Malice. It, it could be. I took it as a play on words. It probably is. Because it's got ice in it, and that doesn't melt. Mal ice doesn't melt. I like how we didn't even mention Mox Amber, by the way. Oh, yeah, whatever. Well, meh. Short Sword, a.k.a. Lane and Scimitar. Yep, I'll put in another Leon and Scimitar in my popper cube, sure. Whatever. So... It's got neat artwork though. Yeah, it's all stained glassy again. Yeah, it, the art is amazing on that. <laughs> it's neato. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm looking at like I don't know. I'm trying to look at icy manipulator, see if there's some kind of flavor text thing, but it's all the same. Like trained in the arts of stealth, the real assassins choose their victims carefully, relying on timing and precision rather than brute force. And then he's it's this assassin in the shadows, like. Killing this guy who's drunk or something at a pub. That would be nice. Yeah, that's it's like there's there's some great stuff in this set. It's it's pretty great. Shadows uh, and I love the layout stuff of, of these sagas too. They look they I think they look great. Oh, the tapestry artwork for all of them is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah like the one for first eruption, like it, it you know it was a hand painted like thing where it's you know it's made out to look like it's a 
woven tapestry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they're ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing, people are like, I don't like the layouts. No, they're awesome. Yeah, they're great. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, they are great. There's some great stuff I don't in here. Frixie and Scriptures would have been the first one I would have revealed. I would have probably. I, don't, I think Scriptures is the is the only one that doesn't read like a tapestry. Yeah. It's literally to me the only one that doesn't look like. It looks like just like a scene from something else. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like a story tapestry like every other one does. Yeah. So I didn't think that was a particular – after seeing the rest, I did not think that was a particularly wise choice in order to really get the lore mm-hmm. thing going. Yeah. Because it doesn't look like something you would see hanging in like a throne room like to tell the stories like, oh, this is mm-hmm. what happened here. This is an artist depiction of this happening. It just looks like a, 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 a vertical picture taken out of something. Yeah. And I think it's the only one that looks that way, too. Every other one looks like something's happening. Chainer's I mean, torment. except for maybe Triumph of Gerard as a yeah. statue. But at least that's storytelling. Yeah. You know, same thing with the black, the other black one. It's, yeah. It looks like it, it's like a, a Baz relief or whatever. Like, But that's something that would be on a wall to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Elvis so Reborn's okay not bad. I Like, I'm surprised it's an uncommon. Like, it's a nice yeah, card. Yeah, but I mean, it looks like a tapestry. 100%. Yeah. Time of Ice looks awesome. Yeah, Time of Ice looks great. By the way, that card is also great. Mm-hmm. Whew. Yeah. That card is... Oof. That's a nice one. Uh, again, probably a little too low impact for Cube, but... Mm-hmm. But yeah, that card's real nice. Mm-hmm. I like that one quite a bit. Yeah. So... Yeah, like Triumph of Gerard is just like the stature or whatever, but... Yeah, that's fine. You know, the Fall of the Thran looks great. Mm-hmm. History, History of Benalia. Benalia is the best-looking one out of all of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, the, all just the Marari Conjecture, which sounds like an episode of Big Bang Theory. Because, <laughs> like, all of their, all of their, like, episodes are entitled, like, the, the whatever incident. The, the XY, right? Everything is, like, the uh. adjective noun. Huh. The, the, you know, the penny conundrum, the whatever, I don't know. Make oh, okay. Up. Yeah. I, I don't really watch. But, no, I don't you know, like, they, they're all like that. Just like all of Friends episodes were named the one with the blank. Oh, That's the name okay. of every single Friends episode. Like, the one with the break. Mm-hmm. The one with this. Mm-hmm. The one with this person. Like, they were all like kind of like that. You know, they followed the same formula for naming of the episodes. Unrelated, did you ever play the Stanley Parable? No. That game is great. It's a, it's like a story, like, kind of first-person game, but it's very pithy and British. Oh, okay. No, I, I am not familiar. It's It came out, like, uh, I want to say, like, maybe five or so years ago, but it's it's great. Like The Stanley Parable? Stanley Parable. Okay. Yeah, that game is, like, it's very funny and, and whatnot. I feel like I have some work to do. Yeah. I'll, look, I'll link that in the show notes as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. And, I'll, I'll, and I'll give you the... The link for uh, why don't you steal away? Or sorry, steal away. Oh, there you go. <laughs> why don't you steal? Away? Yeah, but the the holla was was one that I just it was very spontaneous. Mm-hmm. We were opening prize packs and someone did up, and I'm like holla. Hmm. What you have me now? <laughs> Get your freak on. Get your freak on. Nice. All right. Well, I think that's about it, man. You want to yeah. uh, regale your uh, our 
audience that always hopefully already knows where to look for us, but in case they don't. Yeah, I mean, uh, so uh, I'll, I'll probably link to the article I did on the set at gatheringmagic.com. Um, I recently guested on a podcast called Color Commentary, which Neat. is like they talk about popper constructed and i essentially talked a while about my you know popper like i was invited to talk about you know my you know experience in popper cube but you know just talked a lot about like my cube history and whatever um also i said i didn't realize it until i listened to it later that i was under the weather so my voice oh. sounded really gravelly it's probably oh you there yeah, I'm here. Okay, it went mute, and I was just like, "Oh God, no!" Oh, okay, no, no, no. There were my my cat is starting to tell a story, so I was trying oh, okay. to spare spare you guys the language of I don't know what he's talking about. That who knows? Oh, here we go again. No, I'm trying to stop, I'm trying to help you, man. Just oh, talk, I know. I'm just, just talk. Go, go, go. Okay, but yeah, my voice is really gravelly, but I think it's worth a listen, and I'll link it to there. Um, I'm at Usman the Red on Twitter. And actually, yeah, you should absolutely like it. Yeah. And then I actually changed the blog title from I'd Rather Be Cubing to the Third Power Podcast.wordpress.com because essentially. Neat. Yeah, like, A, nobody remembers, like, I'd Rather Be Cubing, and, you know, it's, it's uh, essentially being used for, you know, power, podcast stuff anyway. And even if I don't, sure. it's podcast related. So I'm just like, I'm just going to change that. And, you know, we might have some tokens in the works. Um, you know, yes. we're still kind of working yes. on that. I, I need to follow up with you about that. I have I have some more news. So oh, nice. I, I will I will follow up with you about that. Hooray! Yeah, that's that's, Hooray. A, uh, that's pretty much everything on my end. You know, like I have my um, I updated my powered cube and my peasant cube with dominaria stuff, and like I have to update my peasant my popper cube. I'm probably going to be shelving my popper cube for a bit. I usually draft like my, you know, like a non-rare cube once a month, and I want to get more reps with my peasant cube because, sure. like, the experience. Like, I remember people talking about not wanting to have Loxodon Warhammer in their peasant cube because it was like too good. But like when I tried it out, like it just felt really clunky and overcosted. So I don't know if maybe I'm doing something different than other people or what, but. I mainly just well, want to get. Well, and I think too, there. I think there's there's more natural predators now. Yeah. Than maybe in in previous years. I mean, take the oft mentioned abrade mm-hmm. that we've that we talked about this this pod, you know, during this pod. Mm-hmm. Like red main decks probably didn't have a whole lot of ways to like deal with that card, and that's you know a life swing of probably five or you know of you know a, a plus five and a negative five on the other side that may be a lot for a red deck to overcome so like you know but now that there's more natural predators involved like maybe that's you know something that you can do sorry yeah trying to clean up something here that's sorry okay. about that. but yeah it's uh you know i get more reps with that but i'm still going to be keeping my popper cube up i'm then i'm like very happy with how it is right now like aggressive decks are really good um, I'm happy with like the the artifact stuff that's going on, and I'm overall just really happy with the meta, and just want to see what I can do with my peasant sure. cube. Like the the deck that three owed was like this white black kind of aggressive deck with like Marty Woe Reaper and Zillapart Cutthroat cool. and stuff. That sounds cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's you know just wanting to get more reps with that, but I have those. I I think I've gotten those links for the cube tutors on that blog 
But if not, I'll go and update it whenever. But Makes sense. Yeah, that, I think that's everything on my end. Yeah, and me, it's, of course, just Anthony42 on Twitter. Um, I, I didn't talk about it much during this pod, but uh, I am nearing what is appears to be the end of all this uh, burglary drama that happened back in November. Wow, um, that was like over seven months ago, right? Yep, yep. So Jeez. we're finally in the, the final stages of dealing with uh, renter's insurance to try to uh, get my claim uh, resolved. Um, as well as the first of the – both people were arrested, and the first arraignment hearing for one of the criminals is in a few weeks. Wow. It's actually on the 18th. Nice. So uh, it's starting to get to the point where I can finally start to move on, and I've learned a lot, and both both good and bad throughout this whole process, and I'll definitely be – with how much it's kind of affected my life and changed a lot of things, uh, I will definitely be likely writing an article and possibly doing a solo podcast recording just to kind of talk about to, – to, to, to disseminate what I've learned because I think there's a lot of people who need to, need to hear what I have to say about uh, – when it comes to your your cards and and their their value and and protecting them and how you can protect yourself mm-hmm. and so I, I I wanted to wait until I almost did one kind of in the middle of this process you know not too long ago when I was a little quite a bit more despaired about it but I think now that the lights at the end of the tunnel a little bit I'm going to wait until I'm out the other end yeah um, and then be able to speak on it both from a this is how I felt before. This is how I felt in the middle. And this is how I feel now afterwards. And, and this is kind of what you all need to know. So, yeah, uh, hopefully as soon as that gets resolved, that'll uh, my guess is that by summer I will uh, have have that resolved. Uh, I'm also looking at going to SCG Con in the beginning of June as well up in Virginia. Nice. So if you guys are in that area, I will hopefully be going to that. I've I started to actually look into and start to theorize uh, what would be good in no band list modern. No. Huh. I started to think about that a little bit. I've done a little bit of research and thought about it and just kind of like everything just seems insane. <laughs> like yeah. Every deck, I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You can play it. Oh, my God. You can play it. Oh, my God. So it's, it's like one of those types of things. Nice. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're starting that process as well. And so, you know, maybe maybe or maybe not by then I will have my uh, cube up and running effectively again um whether or not i travel with it will be another story but yeah if there's if there's a time to travel with it that would be one of them so yeah that's true i will uh you know keep people up to date on that between the twitter and all that other stuff so that's kind of what's coming out for me i don't don't get a chance to write many articles anymore but this is this is going to be an important one, and I'm, I'm hoping it'll get some some additional exposure because I think it's a lot of stuff people need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's it. All right. Well, I guess there's one thing. Oh, right. There is one more thing to do. All right. We'll rock over London. Rock on Chicago. Dominaria. Welcome home. Yeah. Yeah.